once you get over 200 episodes and uh, it's quarantine, topics are a little more sparse. So, you know, uh, we're just going to make the best of it. We're here to talk about arts and artists, whatever. I thought you were I'm talking Sparks about Sparks Witty, and this beer. is <laughs> Ryan Eliopoulos. Hi. I'm joined with Brandon McClure Hi. and Ben Magnet. Let's get it drunk. Doesn't, it doesn't feel the same when it's not really alcohol, though. I'm going to be honest. No, baby, this is cream soda. I don't drink alcohol. Yeah. Oh, Lord, that is strong. Oh, damn. Is, is your lime, lime marita strong? Yeah, yeah. I'm actually drinking uh, a BT Dubs. If you're under 21, don't drink, but... Hey, if you're, uh, like, in France, you can drink when you're, like, nine. So, like... Well, if, by accordance to the laws of the United States of America... Sure, we this, are. Uh, we're not so. being sponsored by Cutwater Spirits, but this is some... Ooh, this is good. Um... You guys remember that video that was going around on Twitter about the podcaster who found out that his co-host was just drinking Kool-Aid? Yeah. <laughs> like a two-liter yeah. thing of Kool-Aid? Yeah. Oh. That was so funny. Yeah, the two beers in a, in a can. You yeah. drink this whole, this whole thing is full of Kool-Aid. Listen, this whole time? To be fair, I just bought a thing of Kool-Aid to mix with my water, and it tastes so good. I don't blame them. Like I that, don't blame them. It's like that other viral video that's been going around. I know you shared about it this week, but I'd seen it a while ago, too. Where uh, it's, it's like, oh, I think about this every day, and it's the guy who's running the game stream, and someone asks him what's in your fridge, and he's like, you want to know? Oh. You really want to know? And the fridge is going to the entire It's a time. fake fridge. It was never real. And this whole, this whole stream for like a year never knew. Uh, it was just like a... <laughs> That's classic. That was really good. I saw that. Okay, so who wants to get into the week? I got a lot, so I don't want to go first. I'll, get, I'll go first, because I probably did the least. Uh, uh, I was going to say, I, I thought I did the least, but okay. I'll, let me get my my two traditional Sony first party pla- uh, uh, first party games out of the way. Uh, I played the word Ghost of Tsushima. Um, everyone loves that game, I guess except for me, and I don't feel bad about it because I because I don't have to love everything. I think it's good. It's just it's I've played so many open world games and it just feels like one that's like ten years old. It just looks better than a ten year old game. So like I'll get back to it. I think, uh, but it's just it's just not grabbing me the way I really wanted it to. Uh, so I went back. And I've, and I've finished The Last of Us 2. Um, I'm very conflicted on this game. I've listened to, no joke, probably like a dozen hours of spoiler cast trying to wrap my head around the game because it's very divisive for, for various reasons. Um, you've started it. Um, but, um, I hope you finish it. Because uh, oh, yeah, I will. Okay, good. Because I just, it might take a long time no, depending on how much take you like six down. years to finish it. Yes, but um. Hey, Mac. Uh, he was watching us play Avengers earlier. Mag, you're the best. Thank you for being a friend. I appreciate you. Um, yeah, man. Um, the more the more uh, I I see people talk about it, the more I I lessen my feelings on it in in like anger and just like I'm just really I'm very interested in the choices they make throughout this game because they want you to feel a certain way, and I just don't know why. Mm-hmm. I I don't feel I don't feel the message like I felt in the message of the first game. Um, and maybe that's just gonna take another like playthrough because i'll tell you what the gameplay is so good now that i got new game plus and i have everything unlocked i i kind of want to play that game because like the sandbox stuff that you can do the game is still super fun um there's sections where you can pit like humans versus like uh zombies and that stuff like the ai is just so good and that's so fun and i just want to do that Uh, i wish i almost wish there were combat challenges we were just talking about that in the avengers game um uh it's a hell of a game it truly is like it's so beautiful, and the little you've seen, you can see just how how stunning and like really a, an achievement it is. I can't tell you how mad I was that I discovered photo mode after I left the snow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I get son of a bitch. It is, it is, <laughs> it is. 
it's honestly it's probably the best looking regular like ps4 game like we got the next we got the consoles coming up soon the new ones yeah i like, don't think anything on the ps4 is going to look better than the last of us part like two. like the fidelity and like and there's something about uh there's the the what's it called the uncanny valley right and it's 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 always with eyes like when something gets to be too real but it's not real enough it's like oh it kind of looks weird i this game passes it and it's like yo these people look real like especially in the eyes like like you've, you've met abby she has like really dark eyes she has piercing eyes and i'm just like holy shit this is almost too real for me and that's why the that's why the emotions and the violence work so well because it is it is almost like a movie like it is so fully realized and and the transitions from gameplay you've played uncharted brandon you know like the, the, from like gameplay to cutscene back to gameplay it's mm-hmm. so seamless there's no loading uh so it feels just like a like a narrative adventure um uh, it's it's a tremendous game i'm just i'm i'm really conflicted about the choices they made in the game um sure. that being said like it's you people should play it just for the technical achievement of it it's there is there is almost nothing replicated in that game like in terms of like assets like everything is handcrafted like listening to the, listening to a podcast about it yesterday uh crunch you guys know about crunch in video games like people work long hours that for uh overtime not getting paid stuff like that and last of us is a huge huge uh proponent of that unfortunately and naughty dogs have addressed it and they want to get better about it but like at the same time, a lot of these people are like, I put my heart and soul in this game because we, we should say that Naughty Dogs acknowledged it, yes. not addressed it. Yes, yes. Um, it, it is a it's a it's a gross and tricky thing in the industry. But these people have such a passion and dedication to this game. Like there are things in this game that I will never discover that somebody spent like a year working on. Like you can shoot sandbags in that game and the and the sand will will come out of there where the bullet hole is every single time. And I never once shot a sandbag. And like it's just stuff like that. I'm like, man, like the dedication that this that people put into these games is like it's so unlike any other industry, and it's really sad they don't get compensated for it. So at the same time, I'm like, man, this game's incredible, and I love it uh, on a gameplay perspective. So um, I'm happy. I'm happy to be done with it. Um, I will say, I never wanted a sequel after the first Last of Us, and they announced one. I'm like, I don't know how they can do it. I do think they did pull it off. Now that this is a franchise, I am very, very excited where the where the future is because I think most people are are in agreement about the ending and where it can go. Uh, so that's kind of exciting. Um, mm-hmm. Besides that, I read some comic books. Uh, you know, Empire's still going strong. Um, did I read any DC books this week? Deceased Dead Planet. Uh, that book's still really cool, guys. I hope you guys are reading that book. I gre- that book's great. Um, I'm, I'm unfortunately trade waiting because I'm picking up a million other books. That's okay. And most of them are X-Men and I love it. And I appreciate it. I think I can't um, find talk it. about that. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, when I was at the store, they did, it was, it wasn't a new brand. It was, did it come out this week or no? This week, mm-hmm. yeah, it was yeah, on the rack. Was yes, out. it was. But yeah, it is. It is we were just out. sitting there. Yeah, but again, but they, you gotta they had they had the two. We we yeah. got them. No, the thing is, Ben, remember they come out on Tuesdays. So oh, right. like by the time we got there, most of that shelf was gone. Our shop isn't open on Tuesdays. What? Really? Our shop's closed on Mondays and Tuesdays. I did not know that. Damn. So just... it doesn't matter. Okay, you're right. No, you're right. They just you just missed it. I guess. Uh, I, just no, missed they, it. They, I think you just missed them because like you had to really look. The print on them was small on both variants okay uh that were there but they were there on the shelf yeah. there were like six of each variant uh yeah, I, I was gonna trade away for that one anyways it's like what six issue mini i think so yeah, yeah um yeah, i'll just trade away yeah um but yeah i'm man empire still still kicking ass man and that x-men empire book is it's like just the most fun book like outside of everything just reading that book it's just so fun because it's just like they keep they keep upping the ante on stupidity and fun where it's just like uh, it just it's just a lot of fun and empire is so good and the ending of empire 4 is kind of like i guess breaking the internet or whatever but like it's it's a really really awesome moment in marvel comics and i don't want to spoil it if you haven't seen it yet 
But uh, in terms of for representation and stuff, like it's it's really cool that they're putting front and center um, again this this uh, this prominently gay character, uh, and they're making a statement about something that's just awesome. It's just it's the thing I was talking about with Sparks and like it would be nice to see this in mainstream comics, and they are really doing it. Now, if they stick with, with Hulkling being a major character in the future, we'll see, because we know how both companies handle this kind of stuff. Um, like, Northstar had a huge wedding, like, 10 years ago. Nobody talks about Northstar, right? Um, so I'm really curious if this is a, a marketing ploy or an actual, like, thing that, like, hey, we're going to do this and continue to do this stuff. Uh, well, that it, could be, it could be that, in this case, like, the writer is very interested in doing this, but he's not interested in carrying the story. Someone else would have to pick up the torch. Maybe nobody else will yeah. or Marvel will, won't let them. Like, you know, it could be that. Yes, exactly. It is very, it could be, very much be a writer thing that uh, uh, the studio is like, you can do it in here, but we don't really care. Um, oh, we got, right. we got, out. it's Al Ewing yes. uh, doing Empire. It's also, he's also doing Guardians. Yes, so. also, I will, I will give credit. Dan Slott is the co-writer of this book and, and the Fantastic Four are heavily involved and all that stuff's really good. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm not reading the regular book, but with him and Al Ewing co-writing, um, their mix together works well. Because he does, he has a good voice for, for the Fantastic Four. I'm not going to lie there. Uh, I just don't like his story that he's doing. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, I'm in, really enjoying comics right now, man. It's, it feels good. X-Men's kicking ass. The big Marvel book's kicking ass. Um, Wonder Woman's awesome. Like, I picked up that first issue. Um, I forgot that the new team was on this week. I forgot to pick it up. Yeah, it's, yeah, uh, Mikhail Janin from Batman, and then um, um, Rico Tamaki from, from a bunch of Marvel stuff. Um, uh, not this week, but last week. Last week. Um, last week. Yeah, so I'm excited. I'm excited to be picking up, like, one of the, one of the Trinity books again. Um, we'll see how long she sticks on the book. I'll print it for a while. Um, besides that, I did a lot of stuff with Sparks, and I'll let him talk about that when, when we get to it. Oh, downright annoyed. I didn't, I didn't forget. Sorry, Brandon, you can't remind me. Uh, I watched a movie called Red Belt, which is a 2008 David Mamet uh, uh, mixed martial arts drama. It's okay. Um, it's okay. I expected uh, a lot more from David Mamet, who is a like world-renowned renowned, uh, playwright. playwright and screenwriter. Like That dude knows how to write dialogue. Like, Mwah! And this movie is kind of clunky. Um, Chewy Telegifor is a star. He's Some, really cool. Sometimes you just need to get groceries. <laughs> sometimes you just need to get groceries. <laughs> Yeah. Um, the um, link to the downright, downright annoyed video is in the description below. Thank you. Um, you also uh, read another that, book. You also read another book that I saw you tweeting about. So I want to know if you want to talk about it. Legend of the Dark. I oh, I, I honestly forgot all about it. It's 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 the one tie-in where I was like, I, people are talking about it, and I checked it out, and it's. I didn't read it because our store didn't have it. I mm. I it's I don't think it's a good comic. I don't mm. think it's a good comic. Not just for the the. Uh, spoilers for now, like two or three weeks now for the Dr. Batmanhattan character. Uh, but it goes into full details about that character. Also a couple other of the other new Dark Knights where two years ago when the Dark Knights were first introduced, I'm like, cool, you know, a multiverse of evil Batman. That's cool. Um, now that we're at a point where I've seen literally every single type of evil Batman you possibly can fathom, even cool like dinosaur ones. Um, the ones that they chose for this one, I, I don't think the stories work. There's the Robin King one. I think his name's the Robin King. It's a bad comic. It's a bad comic. It's not good. Um, and I'm just like, I, I I love Scott Snyder, but I'm just like, I'm not digging this. I'm just not digging it. I'm sorry. And I know a lot of people are. That's great. I'm not. May I, may I bounce in? Um, Please. The, the worst I have ever felt. So I'm caught up, but I kind of I kind of like committed to not saying anything about it, but you know, Dude, the, you we, like it? That's okay. Well, it's not so much that. It's so much as the worst I felt so far is it, it's okay. I've never felt like I've read something that was bad. Yeah. Um, like I like I truthfully I like the Robin King issue. The okay. things that I were disappointed in 
were how short some of the other ones were that I was interested in, such as yeah. D-Rex or, or B-Rex, sorry. Um, that was so short, and we don't get a sense of what that character is or how he came to be. Um, was, and that then, the, was that the Warren Ellis one that got cut? That was supposed to be the Warren Ellis one, but okay. it's Marguerite so Scott now. Yeah, I can I can forgive that one for you know, yeah. getting rid of the, the original one. And then there was the Batman who put himself into a bunch of machines, and that looked awesome, but we don't get anything with it. Um, so... So for me, I've just kind of felt like the potential isn't necessarily there as it was for the last time we saw something like this, which was the one shots where we got more expanded expanded of what of what these things were. You're dilating the brand. I think it's also hurt by the fact that like the concept was very simple, and because it was like the first time uh, with the first Dark Knights, because it was what if Batman when underwent circumstances that made him every other version of the Justice League members. Mm-hmm. But evil, yeah, and mm-hmm. and that's a pretty simple template to build from. But you're able to actually work on just what the character is because you don't have to explain a lot about like what how they work necessarily, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and now these new Batman are all like, what looks cool, and how do we justify it looking cool? There's literally a splash page, and I put I, I put it on Twitter. Uh, it's just it's every type of evil Batman that they haven't done yet. It's on a big splash page of just like literally like a dozen different ones. And I'm like, that's cool, I guess. That's the but Batman now, Manhattan. That's the Batman yes, Manhattan. The, yes, the, the Bruce Wayne, Dr. Manhattan in the multiverse. Um, again, that's an image I'd never wanted to see in my life. Um, Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Can I real quickly, because I'm not, yeah. I'm not, a, I'm not against that. I'm not against that. I want to be clear. I've never been against uh, DC using no, Watchmen. No, no. Yeah, yeah. But, but that went about in the worst possible way. So for me, I always just kind of assumed like, oh, somewhere in the multiverse, there was a, a Bruce Wayne who became Dr. Manhattan. Okay, in, yeah. an infinite, in an infinite amount of multiverses, I can see that possibly happening. But it wasn't that. But it wasn't that. It was the and Batman I, who laughs, who, who, who turned the machine on that he, that, did he also make the machine? And no, trick- so it was, a, it was a Bruce Wayne who found the button because the button ended up not being anything in our main multi- timeline. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. the so the Doomsday Clock button, the Watchman button, he found yeah. it and he decided to make the machine. And then the Batman who laughs convinced him to go into the machine and become Doctor Manhattan. I'm just like, that's not interesting. That's just not the interesting way to do that. That and that's what I mean. And and again, like, it. it hi, K. Titus. Hi, Titus. Hi, K. Titus. Sorry. Oh, by, uh, my anger rant. Uh, I, I didn't. I'm, I'm sorry. I I it's. Like I can get over the Rorschach book because that's trying to do something different. I've I've eased up on that. That's trying not to do what this is. This was what I feared. It's not even using Doctor Manhattan in an interesting way. It's putting an evil Joker Batman's brain in a Bruce Wayne Doctor Manhattan's body from a dark <laughs> multiverse. When I was twelve, that sounded dope. I'm not twelve anymore. Do you know what I think also just makes the whole thing again? Hadn't read it, but just what you described. The whole thing kind of presents itself as way shittier to me when we were so hyped about how well they were going to do DC Rebirth. And while we all like Doomsday Clock, the overall effect of connecting those things on the DC Universe ultimately came to crap yeah, um, mm-hmm. and nothing. And having that be the case, and then them still trying to put things like this out when we didn't even get what we already were hoping for, is like, please just leave it alone. Uh, you, you, you got me hyped. You disappointed me. I'm done. I'm done. And what worries me more is... 
um, unlike Jonathan Hickman, after he did all his Fantastic Four Avengers Secret Wars, and then he left after he destroyed the universe. Scott Snyder is also doing the same thing. He's like, hey, I'm not going to tackle big books after I do this. But the direction the DC Universe is going with this is not the DC Universe I want. And then Scott Snyder is just going to walk away from it so other people can tackle it and do worse things possibly with it. I'm just not that. I'm just, ugh, I just don't like it. I'm not a fan. I'm going to stick with my Jimmy Olsen side books and my my Wonder Woman books. But like, I'm just, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of over Rebirth. I think I might say. I, I think DC bit. is over. I think DC is over Rebirth also. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, think, I, mean, I think DC. I think DC never actually did Rebirth. Like we had the opening of it, and then nothing the ever first actually year, came from it. The first year, I was loving it. The first year yeah. is incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think they just, you know, Dan Diddy even talked about it in an interview once. He was like, "We didn't know where to go after we started it. We just had no plan." You don't need a plan. Just let people tell little stories. Yeah. It's okay. Well, no, no, no. You did need a plan because you introduced a very Dr. basic Manhattan. concept at the beginning, which was well, how did we forget Wally West? Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. That was the opening. How did we forget Wally West? How do we tie this into bringing back legacy characters we don't have? Now he's. How do we tell that story in a Dr. nice, Manhattan. unique way? And that's what happened. And uh, I'm. Like, he's on the cover of Death Metal 3. And I'm just like. Speed, he's on the cover of Speed Metal. Anyway, Speed Ben, metal, sorry, how was me. your week? Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, sorry. So my week was uh, pretty. It was pretty small. Not a whole lot of things. Um, film wise, I finally watched uh, Taika Waititi's Jojo Rabbit. I wasn't able to see that in theaters. That movie is phenomenal. It's funny. Great. I love Taika Waititi as uh, Adolf Hitler. I think it's just he's hilarious in that role. That kid is uh, so good. The kid is good. Both kids are really, really good at that film. Highly recommend watching it. It is phenomenal. Uh, another film that I watched this week that Fanny hasn't seen, and I only see parts of, so now I can say I saw the whole, whole entire thing, is Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny. Um, well, you haven't seen fan. it before. I love it. I, I've seen bits of it, and I have the mm-hmm. entire soundtrack on my phone. I... I that honestly, is weird that it took you this long. I long. know. It really is. I kind of hate myself for doing that. I think I could recite almost every single song like word for word you have to start the song because it's been a while but like i think i know every single song i, I want to start singing I Kickapoo, but i can't because that's our first time and that's our topic today talked about doing a sequel uh and then is they never could do it because they didn't make enough money i'm, I'm okay with it i'm okay yeah. i mean the movie itself is hilarious i always i always forget that dave grohl is satan in that movie yeah. Ben Stiller, also, Tim Robbins. Oh, it's so good. He's also the drummer in uh in the band oh. in Tenacious D too. So even as I don't know, okay, says even I, the Zanzibar song, hyperbolic. <laughs> I I watched that movie a thousand times when I was younger. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Once upon a time, I could recite the entire movie, the producers from the beginning to the end. That's a good mm-hmm. one. Yeah. So besides the movies, <laughs> um, video game wise, I've only been playing Animal Crossing. I tried to, to I got to the final level in Panzer Paladin. Liar! You're a liar. <laughs> you played oh, Dead, by Dead by Daylight. Yeah, that's you that's right. Times. <laughs> Dead by Day. Oh yeah, Allison. Not just Dead by Daylight because for a very brief moment in time, it was an awesome forty-five minutes to an hour. Myself, Ryan, and my brother, all three of us played Bloodborne together. I was yeah. gonna say I saw you playing Bloodborne the other day. Yeah, yeah, I was playing Bloodborne with my brother. Yeah, uh, 
it, it it wasn't as long as I possibly wanted. Also because like the game crashed halfway through, like halfway through. Or, yeah. Like, but um, we had the stuff to after, so I, I didn't want to get too invested anyway. But yeah, um, man, that game's so fun. Yeah, I was playing. I was actually playing with my brother a little bit today. But in Animal Crossing, so in Animal Crossing, you could catch bugs, uh, catch fish, and stuff like that. But the cool thing is, you could put them in a museum to like to like show them up and show them off. So of course, Fanny and I, we share a switch and I live on the same Island that she does. And since she's played a whole lot more animal crossing than I have 99% of the uh, animals and fish in that, in that museum have her name on it. It says, Hey, it'll tell you who donated the said animal or thing or whatever. So now I started this whole time of me being in quarantine, playing animal crossing a whole lot more. It's like, I want to put something in a museum. So the other night, I spent three goddamn hours hunting for a rare scare beetle that only pops up in Animal Crossing between the hours of midnight and 8 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. I found the damn thing at 3 o'clock in the morning, Good. woke Fanny up to show her that I caught it, put it in the museum, and went the frack to bed. Yeah, that game, but, uh, uh, during quarantine when I didn't have a job, that yeah. like I said before, that game kept me on schedule. Because like yeah. certain days things happen, I'm like, well, I know what I'm doing today. No, no. Recent now, <laughs> every Sunday, I wake up because Fanny wakes me up on Sunday. He's like, babe, it's turnip day. You gotta buy your turnips. Stock exchange, baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I actually made some money on the stock exchange. Sounds like The Sims. <laughs> kind of is. Cuter, it, 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 it's the Nintendo version of The Sims. It's a cuter, simplified Sims. It's really great. Yeah. It's super uh, relaxing. Yeah. But in good news, I finally got my COVID nineteen results back. Guess who's negative, baby? Me? Yeah. Uh, cool. It's you. Yeah. So now, I got, now you got to get tested this week and get your results the next week. And then we'll know <laughs> how, if you're clean this week. Oh. Stag. Mag says the gold stag is a challenge. I bet it is. But yeah, so I got my results back and I went to uh, Frank and Sons on Saturday. I actually went in there to go and get uh, Yu Gi Oh cards for my uh, Cyber Dragon deck. But did I walk out with just Yu-Gi-Oh cards? Of course I didn't. I also walked out with a crap ton of comic books, which I will show you now. One of those being... For the audio listeners. For the audio listeners, and also for those watching, I bought all of Wolverine. Number one, two, and three, so I'm caught up. And once I get to the store, I'm going to put Wolverine on my pull list. I also totally missed to buy this at the store when I went the other um, earlier this week, but I also got uh, Empire X-Men number two. And also, thankfully, Frankincense had two uh, trades that I've been looking for, which is Immortal Hulk Volume 2 and uh, Donnie Kate's Venom Volume 2. So I finally got those. I've been looking for those forever. All I have them. I'm going to read them. And I was really happy when I found them. And then I was like, okay, if I'm going to look through the rest of Frankincense. I found them everything in like less than an hour. But then I was like, all right, I'm going to try and find one more thing. And if they don't have it, I'm just going to go home. They didn't have the thing I wanted. That game that you, t- that you tweeted about. Yeah, Metroid Fusion for the Game Boy Advance. They didn't have it. How busy was it? Not very. I when I got because they're they're still doing the um that like the increment like let people letting people uh they do, they don't let everyone just crowd the door. They're still doing the one way aisles. Um, they're straight up saying there there's announcements all over the place saying like you have to wear a mask. If you're not wearing a mask, you're getting kicked out. If we catch you, good. Mm. I mean, of course, some people who are taking a quick swig of a of a soda or whatever, it's like okay, that's fine. But if they're but if they're walking around blatantly not wearing a mask, security will come up to them and be like, "Hey, where's your mask?" And it's like, "Oh, well, right before you walk in, there's like a megaphone on repeat that's saying, by entering this building, you are agreeing to wear a mask that covers both your face and your mouth.'" 
City yeah. Walk was much the same. When uh, when when we went on our this made me think of it. When we went on our road trip to the cabin, both ways, we stopped at this Walmart. It's a big, big Walmart parking lot. Just use the restrooms because they were the cleanest restrooms around. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, uh, but it's one of those where it has like uh, big overhangs of shade and everything because this was out in the desert. Mm-hmm. And um, every ten minutes. It, it, they have music playing, but then 10 minutes it gets interrupted by the same guy doing an announcement that's like, welcome to Walmart. Please remember to wear your mask and keep six feet apart from each other. I'm like, man, this is the opening of the Apocalypse movie right here. <laughs> it's just walking through the Walmart parking lot and hearing the like pandemic infomercial being played. Like, uh, it feels like when that infomercial is playing on Wally at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. when, when everybody's already left Earth, but they're still playing the video loop of like, it's going to be great out in space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. I mean, it, Frankenstein's itself was fine. I mean, the new building, the AC, it was, it was pretty hot during the day. The, I went, I got inside around like two o'clock, had no problems finding a parking spot. It was nice and AC air conditioned. So it was nice and cool. Um, I tried to keep social distancing. Like, of course, when you're like in, in these small booths looking, sometimes people are crowded, crowded in, but you do hear, uh, on the intercom and the people running said booths were like, hey guys, I know you want to look, but we got to keep social distancing. So try and space each other out, okay? And then people are like, oh, oh shit, shit, sorry, sorry. And they'll like space out a little bit. Yeah, that's the, that's the whole reason I don't think I'll go to Frankenstein's for a while is mm-hmm. it's just like the booths are too small. You have to be in someone's bubble yeah. to some extent in order to get in there and do anything. And it's just, that's a lot of stress and effort. We're lucky yeah. that our comic store generally isn't super packed when we go. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but actually, I got lucky because at Frankenstein's, I, when I bought some of my books, the guys, um, when I, like when I bought Wolverine number one, since it, it was on retail for seven ninety nine, the guy I, who sold who sold it to me was like, you know, I'll just, I'll just sell it to you for five bucks. It's been out for a while. I got a bunch of these varying covers, so you know what, five bucks is yours. I'm like, hey, thanks, man, I appreciate it. Nice. So yeah, that was pretty much my week. Okay, um, I finished Tower of God. Um. Yes. That's an anime. Yes. That was good. Uh, I'm uh, more interested in season two. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. It is a interesting world with an interesting story going on that you can't really understand in the first season. Um, and, like, it's interesting, but it even by the end of the first season, you're still kind of trying to grasp what what's really happening in the story. And the characters, all of the characters except two of the main characters, and I mean like the main characters, are interesting as hell and fun to watch. And then there's the two main characters who's kind of like blah A and blah B. And (laughs) at the end of the season, both of them finally do something interesting. And now I'm very interested in what happens in season two. Uh... Because uh, I've heard from people, yes, Maga, uh, the webcomic, the manga series, um, uh, I've heard th- where it goes, and I'm like, well, that's awesome, but man, that season's a lot of setup to make me give a crap about those two. Right. Um, but otherwise, good. Uh, so I finished that this week. Um, mm-hmm. I also finished season one of Killing Eve. I talked about that last week. Uh, it's yeah. uh, largely written by Phoebe Waller-Bridge and uh, a lot of other folks behind it. And um, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, that's pretty good. It's kind of like a less, it's a less high stakes, little more humorous NBC's Hannibal. Okay. In a way. Yeah. 
Uh, but, not but, many shows but get, not about a serial killer, about an assassin. Not many shows get a handle with description, so I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy every time. Yeah, it's not, it's not. It's not. It's not as artsy as that. Yeah. Uh, it is obviously because it's not Brian Fuller, but um, it is Brian Lesser. It, it is a. There's a uh, relationship between the hunter and the hunted that is uh, very similar. Um, I watched Dora in the Lost City of Gold. Which one's that? Uh, that's huh? Which one's that? The movie, Dora. Oh, Dora and the Lost City of Gold. I thought you said Jora. No, Dora and the Lost City of Gold. Um, Dora okay. the Explorer. Uh, that was uh, pretty good for a kids movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's I'm not glad bad. I like that. Um, That's not, that song. You know, definitely know what you're getting into. Uh, but but like it's good for that. Hey, that that song at the end is pretty great. That song at the end is something. I'll say that. I won't say great, but I'll say that song at the end is something. I think also <laughs> is funny is that I, I was like, oh, so the movie's like super grounded and like everything that was at crazy about Dora's world was just because she was kid and it was her imagination. And then that's not the case nope. at a certain point. Uh, but everything else was her imagination. I'm just going to tell you uh, the Fox still talks and still wears a mask <laughs> even when she's an adult and everything else prior to that moment had been played off as as exaggerated by Dora's imagination the and the bad guys part, the bad guys are working with the fox totally chill about it too yeah. and the weird thing is that only one person thinks the fox talking and wearing a mask is weird yeah <laughs> everybody else just rolls with it and i'm like that's <laughs> I'm, I'm a little a lost. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a I'm a little lost on how this movie's supposed to play. There's a scene. There's a scene at the end of Three Below, uh, the troll, the tale of Arcadia. Not a spoiler. It's it's like then have a log tag that you guys won't even understand. But there's a bit where they're just like, oh my god, it's a talking cat, and one of the characters is like, why is the cat wearing glasses? And I was like, wait, you're more concerned about the cat wearing glasses? Like, yeah, I've seen aliens and I've seen trolls. I'm a little bit more concerned with why the cat needs glasses. Got bad vision. Got bad vision. <laughs> that's, um, what, that's, what, that's what he says, like, because of my eyesight. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah Dora, I, I think Dora works so well because they never try to, like, tidy up its weird parts. Um, mm. It gets more eccentric in the third act of act of the movie gets very out there and they never really try to go back and explain or or justify themselves they're just like and that that that's god magic right there yeah. hope you like it we're never gonna talk about it but it's god magic and it's like oh thanks god cool all right i uh, uh, I, I had a pretty good time with that movie i'll be honest uh we read power rangers for our fake nerd book club you can check that out it's up on youtube now so I won't say any more about that. Uh, Ryan and I finished Umbrella Academy season two. Brandon, I believe you also did this. I did. Uh, we will be talking about it at some point on Fake Nerds Watch whenever Ben catches up to the rest of us. I will be talking <coughs> about it Tuesday with just annoyed. Bam, bam, bam. You heard Good it mom. here first. Ryan's double dipping on the Umbrella Academy. Um, Let's hope I remember it when we get there. Overall, I really liked it. Um, mm -hmm. But we're going to say more about it at a later date. So I won't go into that. Uh, Ryan's correct. I did just dip my toes into Last of Us Part Two. Well, didn't you play like three or four hours? I played four hours. So, but that's still dipping your toes. That's dipping my toes uh, because <laughs> I reached no point where it it even approaches the divisiveness. I think 
that mm-hmm. uh, that is warranted conversation. Um, All that was everything about it is very much prologue the first game continued and i'm like cool all right it's all very cozy i'm very happy here (laughs) that i haven't entered the bad times um not the real bad times so bad stuff's happened but yeah bad stuff's happened but i do not feel like i am in the bad times you don't feel bad no um doom patrol finished this week uh with its season cut short by one episode so we did not, I looked into it, we did not get uh, the proper season finale. So the cliffhanger is a real big cliffhanger. That's going to be a long wait for season three, let me yeah, tell you. Be a long wait for season three. Oh boy. Good show. Good show. Oh, going to be a long wait. Um, the Wee Bear Bears movie just came out. I haven't watched it yet, but it did just come out. So I went back and I finished where I was at on the show. So I'm entirely mm-hmm. caught up on the show. Wee Bear Bears is a great show. It's a, not, it's a very relaxing show. It's a very relaxing show. Great for quarantine time. Um, I also started watching uh, Impractical Jokers on HBO Max because I've never watched it. And I'm very deep in the first season now, and I very much enjoy it. That's making me laugh real hard. Um, That's like good wholesome pranks, right? Not like mean, mean stuff. Yeah. Yeah, good, good. I've watched them on YouTube. None of them get like mean, mean, right? Oh. They usually get too chicken to do the mean things, mm. and that's the point. Because right. <laughs> um, the stuff I've seen, that's generally more like a wholesome yeah, yeah. kind of like prank show. Yeah, yeah Ben? No, no, you also reminded me of something else uh, Fanny and I uh, started watching a little bit this week. Um, so in the past few weeks, uh, when we're, um, like, after we get go out to get food, like fast food or whatever, we're watching stuff on our phones, and one of the things we've been watching a lot of is Man in Arms Reforged. Do you guys know what that is? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Nope. So for Brandon, who doesn't know what it is, and for those who don't, Man Arms Reforged is a YouTube show about a bunch of blacksmiths who make weapons from famous video games, anime, manga, television, oh, film. Oh, I have heard of this. It. I have heard of this. I just mm-hmm. didn't know what it was called. Yeah. So, yeah. so we watched a, quite a bit of Man in Arms, and then uh, I forgot what it was, but Fanny was like, hey, let's try and watch some Roroni Kenshin. So we started watching, trying to find Roroni Kenshin, which last time I saw, it was over on Hulu, at least the dub was. But here's the thing about that. It, the dub on Hulu isn't the dub we know and remember back on Toonami or what we grew up with. It is the bad Hulu dub where they call him Batosai the Slasher and Kaoru and um, Yahiko are renamed to Yoshi and Cory. So I don't like that. No, yeah, I didn't like it either. <laughs> I didn't Wait, like it check, either. Check, check HBO Max. They may have the Oh, original. no, we did. And then they're like, oh, thank God. The right story. dub is here. <laughs> what okay it's just like oh there's more to the story i wasn't aware yeah yeah so because i was trying to find out because i knew um uh Runa Kenshin was on hbo max and then i did some digging apparently there were two dubs made one by sony one by another studio and the first one was done by the was like the bad dub because it was like oh this is for western audiences so they don't have to hear all those crazy japanese names and then they got the good one so the good one is on hbo max and it's also the dub that we grew up with because that was the same one that aired on Contra network back in the 90s and, of course, the Japanese uh, subtitled one as well. Sure. So if you want to watch Good Ruining Kenshin, watch on HBO Max because Hulu only has the really bad dub one. You Dubbing companies always the problem. That <laughs> can be true very often. Yeah. Uh, Licensing and dubs is so weird because, like, there's the, the Evangelion problem. Oh, like, yeah. It's, there's always weird stuff going on with dubs. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Ryan and I, moments ago, uh, finished watching Palm Springs yeah. on Hulu, hey. which was really good. Palm really Springs. enjoyed it a lot. I'm all, that's awesome. I really like that movie. I do too. Yeah, 
Uh, I'm really, really glad that there was an epilogue about Roy. <laughs> yeah, me <laughs> too. I was, um, yeah, it had to happen. Uh, I also caught up entirely tie-ins, prologues, all the stuff on Empire. Mm-hmm. Empire's dope. Mm-hmm. I actually really like this event. I I'm think this glad. event's actually really good. It is really um, good. And there's a lot of good stuff happening in, in uh, every tie-in I read, I enjoyed. Uh, all of them. I, Captain America, Captain Marvel, obviously Captain Marvel. Uh, but good stuff. Um, I'm sad that we're missing something out of the event because this event is suffering heavily from the coronavirus. Uh, if was... you look at the initial Empire list, oh, like the, yeah. when you look at issue one, they still have oh, yeah. what the initial list was. There was supposed to be like uh, an Empire Spider-Man series. There was a Ram, uh, a Ram V Thor Empire Tyrant. Yeah. They're like, he was going to start writing a Marvel and like that got canned. I'm like, no! Yeah, a lot of, a lot of really cool sounding Empire shit was really going to be spanning, as I feel it should for this event, uh, across the Marvel Universe. And it is very much truncated now. And that, I shed a tear for all that story we've lost. Yeah. Um, and lastly, uh, both Ryan and I played the Avengers beta for the PlayStation 4. Yes, um, we did! Ryan filmed uh, a video of him playing through all the single-player stuff. And then we did a multiplayer video. Both of those will go up soon on Basement Arcade here on our YouTube page. But uh, let's just some quick thoughts um, on it. I I, uh, am pleasantly surprised. Uh, I like it a lot. Um, I'm I'm still somewhat worried about the structure of it simply because it is a live service Destiny type game. And... uh, there's, I didn't see enough of the of the gear and the ability stuff, so you have me worry about that yet. But um, the core gameplay itself is really fun. It mm-hmm. it feels like a a like souped up, grounded Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Like everybody has a light, heavy attack, a ranged attack, like a buff attack. Um, but all the pl- characters play differently enough, so uh, uh, it feels different and fun. Yeah. Um, I, I I think all the characters play great. Um, I'm not worried about. If like if I get stuck with Hulk or Black Widow, they're all fun to play and they're all different enough uh, that That's I true. that uh, I thought was pretty cool. I I will say that um, I I was asked when we started what I thought about it by a friend, and I said, you know, I think there is an inherent clunkiness to all of the characters, just to the way the gameplay is made, that makes it a little awkward, um, especially when you're trying to make it feel like you're really embodying that character. Mm-hmm. And I think that happens when you're trying to incorporate something that can cover all of these characters but but still be very uh have enough variety amongst them and it's but, but still be the generic same move sets yeah uh more or less at least of uh how you how you do things um that being said uh i would say that that clunkiness will never truly go away but the more that you spend playing a particular character the less you'll notice it so um, you get like used to it you get you get more accustomed to how to use what is there to your advantage what does isn't going to work well for you so don't even bother uh at least at certain moments in time that kind of thing much like Um, like an overwatch like you find who you like yeah you just have to but you can't have multiples of a character yeah and i think if you do get shoved with another character like you can play through it it's gonna feel weird pretty much anytime if you aren't accustomed to the character it takes a little bit of gameplay like i don't think i got i got comfortable with kamala khan the fastest i think uh black widow second actually and then i would say hulk uh and then iron man takes a lot of work because of the flight and there was a Thor because it, it was a it was a beta. I mean, but, you play Thor yeah. for a little bit in the story, yeah. but it's not enough for you to judge Captain I, America uh, too. I played Iron Man the most because I played a couple missions after you were done, just because like I I like the gameplay enough, and I have some more missions that I haven't done yet. Um, 
and like yeah like he he is definitely a character who can hover and then like you click the stick and you can fly around and stuff um it's not it's not great but the thing is like when you have a game that's potentially going to have up to 20 characters not every character is going to feel like spider-man ps4 where it's focused on one character you know right so mm -hmm. so when when it is a again it is a multiplayer focused game that has a single player story that you can play with your friends um I, I think it's I think it works for for playing with your friends. I think this game is going to be great. The 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 love for the comics is there. Like there's so many collectibles and there's so many great costumes. Uh, uh, the ones that you can unlock or the ones that you can like uh, buy with the currency that you unlock. Um, they're all great. There's a Joe Fix It with a Hulk in a in a suit and, and hat. Uh, there's like a really cool um, uh, like redesign of Iron Man when he's getting out of the uh, getting out of the cave where he more looks like a flight. It's like a flight suit instead of him being an actual Iron Man. It's really cool. Um, uh, I'm not sold on all the voice acting, to be honest, uh, but I just, think, I. I just think I need more of, more of the story. Um, but I think once we all get it, um, I think we're going to have a, a really good time. Yeah, I, I think that we had a really good time when we were doing uh, the multiplayer together. Um, the, the amount that it allows you to kind of like handle it your way, even as you're playing together, mm -hmm. uh, I think really works well. Um, it was a lot of fun. I can see where that won't get tiresome. Um, so yeah. Awesome. Uh, okay. Um, as I said, I have, I have quite a bit, so um, I was I'll kind of run through a couple of them and then focus on the, the bigger ones. Uh, I rewatched alien this week. That's really nothing special. That movie was great. You know, I realized how many, how many of that cast is dead right now, which, you know, RIP. Um, but that, that movie is pretty great. My girlfriend did not care for it. We watched it for her. Um, it, you know what? It's a slow movie, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I can see how kind of a modern audience with her sensibilities would probably not care for the slow pace of it. I think she will like Aliens, though. So that's next. I mean, that is a completely different movie, so probably. Yeah. Um, I watched for the first time Bill and Ted One and Two. Mm -hmm. I had never seen these movies before. Uh, the third one looks really great, so I wanted to check out the first two, and so we got them. All I have to say to that, that, Brandon, is excellent um i like the second one a whole lot better than the first um i think the second one is really batshit insane in a way that i very much uh kind of uh connected to uh the actor who plays death who is returning in bill and ted 3 is great William the highlight Sad. of that movie william sadler um mm -hmm. and now watching them i went back to watch the trailer for three I got a lot more of that of that movie now. I'm kind of like, <laughs> I get some of this now. No, I actually really do need to rewatch Bill and Ted one and two, four, three, because it actually has been a few years since I last seen Bill and Ted one and two. Mm -hmm. I, funny enough, the first Bill and Ted movie I ever saw was Bill and Ted's Bogus Junior, bring Bill and Ted two, and then we got uh, Excellent Adventure on uh, DVD years later, and for some reason we never went and got the second one, and we just watched that the second the first movie constantly. Although not to sparks you have not seen them so i'm not spoiling anything yeah um but with the ending of that second movie uh now i'm very interested to how they make this third movie work yeah um because yeah. i because woo. <laughs> in a good way i like the ending they'll, of it. they'll figure it out yeah yeah, yeah. They, made, they made the movie. um yeah and you know what ed solomon came back to do the movie he's great you know writer of men in black um i also I'm just, watched... glad, I'm just glad brandon that you actually like bill and ted one and two because those are one of my favorite because i love bill and ted one two and that was one of those movies that i was kind of thinking i was like he's probably gonna tear this movie apart so yeah, it's fun. no oh, I, had, I had a good time it's not a ready player one situation <laughs> you're 
right. Um, I also watched actually just this morning Greyhound, the uh, Tom Hanks movie that was sold to Apple TV Plus. Um, I really wish I saw that in theaters. I think the movie looks awesome and a shot in a way where watching it on the big screen would be really fun. Sure. Um, it shot very dynamically. I'm also just a sucker for those kinds of war movies where Tom Hanks yells out an order, someone repeats the order, and the dude executes the order. <laughs> like that happens a lot. And I'm like, hell yeah, this yeah. is an action scene. Yeah, he's a, command. yeah, he's he's a captain who doesn't let any uh, shit get past him. Well, no, it, it, no, it's it's one of those things where where the kind of like the unnecessariness of that dialogue, you know, like Shin Godzilla does it. Like, oh, yeah. do we have any options? Do we have any options? Uh, you know, that sort of thing. You know what? Um, I, if it, I'm, I'm planning to go back to Frankincense, but I saw a, Shin, a Blu-ray of Shin Godzilla on sale at Frankincense for twenty bucks. It's five dollars on Amazon, baby. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, I thought I just thought that movie was a lot of fun. It, it was, it's, it's um, nothing great, you know. It's a war movie, but I thought I had a good time with it. Uh, then I also watched the new Seth Rogen movie starring Seth Rogen, co-starring Seth Rogen, uh, An American Pickle. Oh, that's already out? Jeez. Yep. It's on HBO Max. Jeez. Um, so I, I watched that. I found that to be very charming. Uh, you know, we saw the trailers. It's much more toned down than what it could be. Um, I don't think, again, I don't think it's like great, but I had a good time with it. It's, it's, it's got some good stuff in it, and, uh, and I think it's a, a pretty good movie. I want to watch it. Also, Seth Rogen as the great grandfather is really good. Um, then I watched Halloween H two O and Halloween Resurrection. Uh, these are the these are the sequels to two. They skip uh, three, four, five, six, uh, and just go twenty years oh, later. There is a reference to four that I saw uh, there in, the, in the opening of H two O. They definitely skip six. They kind of reference four and five. Sure. Um, I found that movie to be pretty good. I was mostly just kind of like whatever about it. The mask is atrocious. Um, yes, and, I agree. It's very of its time. Yeah. Uh, the and, whole movie. The whole movie. Yeah. Which one has Buster uh, That's Resurrection. Okay. That's Resurrection. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt dies in the beginning of, of H2O, but he, okay. no more no more kills for like the rest of the movie. Um, and I, I that, so it, was, it was all right. Um, I, I think I liked it less because the new movie exists, and I like the new movie a whole lot. Yeah. Um, and I, I think the new movie is proof positive of like that concept better. Uh, but then I watched Halloween Resurrection because they're both on CBS All Access. By the way, don't ever watch movies on CBS All Access. It is buggy as shit. I, we would need a subscription first. Yeah. Um, so we watched Halloween Resurrection because, you know, it's the sequel to that one. Um, that movie's real shit. That movie's yeah, real bad. Doesn't Buster Rhymes like dropkick Michael Myers? <laughs> yeah. But I had a really good time. It's silly. I think, I think the movie is so stupid and so silly. It's just kind of fun. I I like I get it because all the like long running horror movie franchises become that. Yeah. But mm -hmm. but that's the only time Halloween did that. All the others are not that stupid, and that's <laughs> sure. the only one that hits stupid level. And I'm like, man, that sucks. That sucks um, that that's the one that hit like absolute stupid. Katie Sackhoff is in it. Um, yeah. She's, you know, Battle of Galactica's own Katie Sackhoff. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it was just a good time. But you may have known, you may have heard that I, what? Uh, so the guy who directed Halloween 2 directed Halloween Resurrection. Ooh. Oh, quality drop, baby. Oh, oh, that is such a quality drop. Didn't write it. Oh, that's awful. So I also, uh, I renewed my CBS All Access uh, this week because Star Trek Lower Decks dropped. 
And I kind of, you know what, I just wanted to get in on this 23 weeks full of Star Trek with just Lower Decks and Discovery that they keep promoting. Um, so Star Trek Lower Decks, it's set a year after Star Trek Nemesis, so it's in between Picard and the last time we saw. And I had a really good time. I think it's actually really good. Awesome. Awesome. That's good. Um, it, it, I kind of suspected going in, but if you like the Berman era of Star Trek, of Next Generation, Voyager, Deep Space Nine, Enterprise, um, this is very much done by a guy who is also a huge fan of that and just put his love in a comedy. Um, it's not as, it's not as grotesque as the trailers made led you to believe it's not as adult, like not Rick and Morty. Cause it is still star Trek. Yeah. Um, there is a moment where someone holds a heart though. So, you know, there's <laughs> exceptions. Um, I think the voice acting is, acting is really good. I think the comedy lands most of the time, but for a Canon junkie. And if you're a Canon junkie like me with star Trek, if you love star Trek, and Star Trek Lower Decks is the show for you. It is the best of the New Trek series by far because it is, if you're a canon junkie, guys, this one adheres the most to canon. Crazy. There are so many references just in the first 20 minutes of the show. It's only 20 minutes long. In the, in the first 20 minutes of the show, uh, then I'm just kind of like, oh, there's that. Oh, there's that. Oh, there's that. Oh, that's right. That did happen then. And so you can just kind of like, you're like, wow, uh, Discovery just pissed all over canon, but this one's loving it. Cool. <laughs> And it's and it gets to be something different that Star Trek normally isn't anyway. So you can yeah, have your yeah. cake and eat it too. That's that's it's, really good. There. It's really refreshing because it's new, and it's really it's really great because it's it's so refer it's not referential, but like um, it loves its canon. It like embraces its canon. Um, I had a really good time. I hope you guys can get to see it. I know Super Soul Access, but I I think you guys are going to really like it, um, even if you're not a Star Trek fan. Um, that's my plug. So we'll see what happens. Maybe in weeks. Maybe it sucks after this. Who knows. Um, I watched a quick thing called Farewell, Sarah Jane Smith. A quick bite? Quibby? No. (laughs) This was longer than a Quibby episode. Oh, okay. Um, I, uh, I I watched, I'm a big fan of the Russell T. Davies era of Doctor Who. Um, I've made that very clear. I think that era is great. There's a companion I really love, Sarah Jane Smith, who is the fourth Doctor's companion. And she, uh, had some cameo appearances with the 10th Doctor, um, always played by Elizabeth Elizabeth Sladen. And I really love that character. I, I was very heartbroken when she passed away a couple of years ago. And that also ended the show, her show, Sarah Connor Chronicles, where she portrayed not Sarah uh, Connor Chronicles. Yeah, Sarah, Jane like, uh, <laughs> Sarah Jane Adventures. Sarah Jane Adventures. I was about to say, Sarah Connor, that's Lady Heady. She's Lady Heady. No, so it, and it ended her show. And I was really sad because I also really enjoyed that show because I was a big fan of just that era of Doctor Who. I didn't realize that this month, this year, um, they released a tribute to her, her passing. It's been 10 years on since she passed away. And they released a uh, kind of last episode of the show. And I found that to be very touching. It was a very touching tribute to the actress, to the character. Um, They got Joe Grant from the original show and they got the three cast members, the three kids that hung around with her um, to just kind of like, say how much they love Sarah Jane Smith because Sarah Jane Smith has passed away. Um, and I, I thought that was just really sweet and really well handled. And there's, you know, if you're that era Doctor Who fan, you, there's a lot to love. The Captain Jack went to the, went to the funeral. The Brigadier's daughter was there and, you know, and the doctor couldn't be reached because he was saving the galaxy or whatever, like things of that nature. And it, it was just kind of really nice. And I really enjoyed it. That's good. Sorry. We have, cat stuff happening it's okay 
Um, uh, yeah, you shared that with me, and that was that was cool. Yeah, I really I really enjoyed that. Um, Get her out from under there. <laughs> I did watch. I did watch like you guys. I watched the Umbrella Academy season two, which I really enjoyed. We'll talk more about it on the thing. But I also read read the Umbrella Academy volume two, Dallas. Uh, that's the next six issue miniseries. I read that after I watched the show. Very different. Very interestingly different. That's not surprising. Volume one and the season one were super different too. I yeah, hear you. but it, it was it's very shocking. I was what kind of what I was reading. I was like, how did they get the idea to do some of the stuff in the show? Um. And, and volume two, volume two introduces Hazel and Cha Cha, who weren't who weren't in volume one, but they're in season one. Yeah, who uh, The masked people are are there, but they're not named Hazel and Cha Cha. Yeah. Um, yeah. that's good to hear. You know, they keep the stuff that works, and then try to do something different. Um, the core like plot is the, the same though, basically, right? Like they nope. go back in time. No. Nope. Oh, cool. I love it. <laughs> so the original the original volume they don't go back in time to the to the nineteen sixties uh, until the last two issues. The rest okay. of the the rest of the of the book is trying to figure out who killed all those people in the diner from season one. Oh, okay. Um, well, I I I like see I like the direction of season two. So like I did I did read into it uh, a bunch, but I did see them saying that ideas from the show are now going to influence the comics. Oh yeah, and be incorporated into the comics more. Yeah the 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 I just really I think I like the show more. I think the show is more interesting. In the way it tackles the same concepts, personally, um, but that could also just be I read them, I watched them first, so who knows? Um, the last, I will say, the last uh, show from the Tales of Arcadia uh, series, which started with Troll Hunters and now and then Three Below, uh, Wizards with a third one has aired. Um, we it aired on Friday. Jar and I binged it. I don't really don't like to binge stuff, but this watch is like a ten hour movie, uh, five hour movie because it's thirty minute long episodes. Um, that show's excellent. Maybe a little too fast for its own good. Pace a little too fast. We kind of lose some character development. But we see the return of a lot of characters from Troll Hunters that we haven't seen that we didn't see in Three Below. Um, and I, I think that that whole animated franchise and there's a movie coming out. I didn't put it in the news, but there's a new movie coming out next year that it will be the the end game. This was Infinity War, the movie's end game, essentially. Um, we're going to see them all come together with Three Below, Troll Hunters, and fight uh Thanos. whoever the bad guy is <laughs> um and I, I just think those three shows the tales of arcadia franchise i realized they were born out of tragedy with anton yelchin's passing but those shows are really great and they work really well together um as just kind of a fun easy shared universe to kids get to get into a serialized animated show that is made for all ages uh the storytelling is top-notch um, I think that that whole franchise is excellent. Um, I hope you guys get a chance to watch it um, with that movie coming out. Who knows? But I think you guys are really going to like it, and I hope you and I hope you get to watch it soon. Um, then I bought and read eleven issues of New Mutants, three issues of Wolverine, and two issues of Cable. After reading all four issues of FFX, uh, FFX Men. And all four issues of the Giant Size X-Men books. Mm -hmm. So I'm 100% caught up with the X-Men. There is not an X-Men book. There's not an X-Men book I have not read right now. I love to see it. They love love it. I committed to Wolverine, New Mutants, and Cable. um, Really, really short notice. 
Uh, New Moons, I find myself enjoying the Ed Brisson stories more than the Jonathan Hickman stories in the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Um, I thought those issues of, you know, what what do you do to the countries who aren't recognizing Krakoa as a sovereign nation? What do you do with the drugs there? And I found that to be an interesting place to develop and explore. Um, I found Wolverine to be a lot of fun, and I really loved Cable. Dude, Cable's so fun. It's, it's yeah. fantastic. I knew you were going to like Cable. And, and that Phil Noto art is just so gorgeous. Um, mm-hmm. Like, yeah, again, it's like, I, I care, Cable is a character I never really care about. It just takes it just takes one creative team or one character change. Like, yo, just make him a shitty teenager. Cool. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, it's fantastic. I really like Cable. It's a It brings back the Space Knights, even though they don't have ROM. It's basically ROM. <laughs> Rom is, Rom's coming back to Marvel soon. What are they doing with Rom? What are they doing with Rom? Well, they own. That's not part of the Hasbro universe that IDW has. They own the Space Knights, but they don't own Rom, the Space yeah. Knights. It's so goofy. They keep using it's, the Space Knights and cosmic stuff, but. Yeah, because Rom is a Hasbro character. Yeah. Uh, and the backstory was created by Marvel. Um, so now Rom is part with IDW with all the other Hasbro books. He's like more related to like the Transformers now than he is like his, yeah. his actual people. It's interesting. Uh, I really liked all four issues of Giant Size X-Men. I thought those were all really good. And I really liked all four issues of uh, Fantastic Four X-Men. I thought those, that was were a lot of fun. Yeah, a really, dude. really interesting way to take that book. Yeah. Um, uh, Doom. I love Doom just being the shithead. Yeah. It's like, oh, man, that's of course you do that. Yeah, okay. And yeah, then, right. No, I was I was a really big fan of Doom talking to, uh, um, what's her uh, name? Valeria. Yeah. Valeria, yeah. Valeria. Oh, like her, Valeria. 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 I always call her Valeria. It's like, but wait, no, that's the that's the movie. Valerian. Valerian. It's Valerian. Damn it. Um, there's a yeah. V in there. There's a scene. Uh, have you read for yet? Yeah. Okay. Cool. There's a I scene. read it all, baby. I'm just making sure. There's a scene awesome. where because in the original X Men FF book, uh, Doctor Doom helped Kitty get her powers back. Unbeknownst to her, he did something to her that he can control her powers because he makes her weigh like a billion tons. Yeah. And just crashes her through the floor, and I'm yeah. like, oh, that's awesome that sucks that's so bad because also spoilers kitty's been dead in the comics for like six months mm-hmm. <laughs> her casket is on the ish is on the cover of marauders 11 yep so i'm like wow we're finally getting to like she died so long ago oh my god because i, I forget she's still alive in that no i cannot i'm oh man i am waiting with bay of breath for marauders number 11 but um, no that ending of um ff fantastic uh fantastic four x-men yeah where Yes, yes, I know what yeah. you're going to say. I think we all know what you're going to say, but we're not going to talk about it. No, we're not. We're not going to talk about, about it during a topic. Yeah. So we're going to end that there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm really enjoying the X-Men books. It's really interesting. You're watching. I feel like you're reading history in the making, yeah. like pop yeah. culture history in the making. And that feels 100%. really special. Um, and that feels super special. Um yeah, I just I'm, I can't believe I'm reading I, every single X Men book. I was so literally happy. I was so literally talking to my anime night friends, and uh, they're just because we had to pick a new show after Tower of God, and they're like, "Oh, they're naming this one. They're naming this one." It's like, man, I just I really wish that some of you would just mostly meaning me would just watch all of these anime so we could talk about them. And I'm like, I really wish you guys would read X Men so we could talk about Krakoa. And they're like, "What's Krakoa?" And I'm like, "Let me tell you, like, you have a nation." Uh, yeah, I, I really liked all those books. I didn't read Fallen Angels. That's long past, so I'm not going to bother. Um, but I, 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 I would say if you can, if you can, I, I also didn't finish it. To be fair, you did. But like, if you can get it on sale, you tell me it's interesting enough. Or like, you read it just so you know the history of those characters and what it does for Krakoa. Because like, the stuff from that book does transfer to other books. Mm-hmm. I, I will tell you, uh, look, 
I I will say that I would not even uh, own Fallen Angels Damn. if I wasn't going to be getting the Dawn of X trades mm, where okay. they keep those issues in there, and there that kind of justifies it to me. Mm-hmm. There's enough there where it's like, if you aren't reading it, then it feels like these characters haven't been been around and doing things that kind of matter when they come up again, like Psylocke's relationship with Mr. Sinister. Mm-hmm. Just in general, what Mr. Sinister's been up to, you get a better idea of from that book. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, just Psylocke acknowledging where she's at as far as in terms of Betsy Braddock is the best part of that whole book. Uh, that's really the only moment that I think matters yeah. is her acknowledging where she's at with that. Mm-hmm. But um, but that's just to herself. It's not even to, to the real Betsy. So it's not like it matters contextually out of, it's just nice to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I hate to say it because I, I read through it hoping that there was going to be more to it. And Fallen Angels just never gets good. That stinks. Mm. Uh, the art stays kind of bleh as far as I'm concerned. It never really gets better um and uh the story just never never reaches the level of anything else going on in the dawn of x pantheon yeah not even close yeah uh, and that's just what it is so yeah I'm, i mean i also read the latest issues of x-men and empire x-men yeah i'm all caught up on the x-men books i never thought in a million years i'd be picking up an x-men book let alone eight yeah, I like. I just it. find it funny how on Saturday I'm talking to the guy at Frankenstein's about because I'm looking through the, his Wolverine stuff and he had all three current issues and I'm like, uh, I'm pretty sure I know what they're gonna say, but I'm just gonna double check. So I send a, a message out to the fake nerd text thread. I'm like, hey, should I be picking up Wolverine? Less than a minute later, Ryan's like, yes. Yeah, I read yes, a lot should. of comics. This I, week. I I felt like Ryan just like popped out of nowhere. It was like one of those, and he's like, buy Wolverine, Ben. I will I- smack you if you don't. It's, uh, Spider-Man has a spider sense. I have a, an X-Men sense. Look, if I were <laughs> if I were uh, telling this to someone who's not up on comics like we are, yeah. and they were just like, I kind of want to read Hickman's X-Men. How would I read it? I'd be more like, you know, I would just start with like Pox Pox, obviously. And mm-hmm. then I would go with X-Men. I would maybe recommend a couple issues of New Mutants to see how they feel about it. X-Force. And then I wouldn't push it much past that. And just see how they feel there and kind of grow on their own. But if you're a person who is into comics, I'm like, you know, you're really not getting the whole picture unless you're. I would argue, all. I would guess, I would argue X Factor is a, if, if all the books to pick, X Factor is one of the top ones. X Factor now. Because yeah. that, that tackles a lot of the stuff that's super interesting about Krakoa, about like the resurrections and what you do when somebody dies. And all that stuff is so fascinating. Um, it's also just a well written book. But like that, that, that is the just book. had. Their issue one just came out, right? Yeah. Yes. That book is. Okay. I, I was thinking it's just. So, like, you were so right. It's so horny. It's yeah. So horny. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, it, it's great. Uh, I'm gonna call it the bones of. I, I do think though that like <laughs> anyone like us, uh, you are you are missing some of the story if you're not reading it all. It's just that's just what it is, and it's that's how they get you. How great! How great it is that it's all for the most part good. We've had one stinker title and it already ended so we didn't resurrect like, it like other than that it's all great it's yeah. all great like what we talked I, about I don't, mean, all the I don't mean any offense i don't mean any offense to the children of adam children of the adam uh book but if you're canceled i'll be okay with that because it's too much no i get it so I much it. i am i'm happy because i'm looking forward to it but at the same time I'm a little nervous because when ten swords coming out i'm getting every single ten swords book that i can get my hands on. that's why i yep. did it I, I'm like, i don't care I don't care if I'm going to have a red 
I don't care if I'm going to have a random issue of the New Mutants. I'm going to don't care if I have a random issue of of what else am I not picking up? X Force, which probably will change because I still have the books that Ryan loaned me months ago. I and while I was at, yes, I knew what it. I, I, they're safe and sound. And while I was at Frankenstein's, I saw the trade and I thought to myself, you know what? I will give X Force these five issues if I'm hooked now because I'm probably going back this weekend. I will not only find that trade, pick it up, and catch up and put it on my pull list. It's going to be hooked. I uh, probably probably I will. To- I wanted to say uh X gonna give it to you, baby. That I totally forgot what I was gonna say. Never mind. Sorry. Uh, I'm really glad you guys are so steeped in it. Yes, X of Swords is coming. We will talk about all this X-Men stuff in due time. We've already mentioned uh to each other that we're doing it as a topic soon. So hell yeah, baby. I'm going to, oh god, I kinda of just, just I'm just gonna to go to Burbank to the Marvel Studios and be like, just take my money, ten of swords, just give it to me right now. Here you go. Yeah, I read and, I read and it. I'll yeah. tell you that. Uh, $120 is not enough to start a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I love it. I loved all of them. I'm glad. Um, I'm glad. Oh, yeah, one of the things I really, oh, Ileana, I wanted to say, I really like Ileana Rasputin. Magic? Magic. Yeah. I a- love her. And the Hickman Nubians issues was like, real quickly, do you want to make out? No. Do you want to make out? No. Do you want to make out? Well, kind of, but it's not really appropriate right now. Yeah. Like, I'm on the job. Like, Sorry. Like, oh, damn, that's a okay. shame. Yeah. <laughs> shame, uh, die. That's why I'm so excited uh, for that, whenever that movie comes out, because uh, Anya Taylor-Joy is such a wonderful actress. And, like, if she has half of the, the dynamic of the character from the comic, then that she's going to be fantastic. I believe that. That movie's not coming mm-hmm. out in three weeks. Woo. All right. Yeah, seriously. All right, let's get into the news. It's been a long time. Guys, we don't see each other often. Sorry, we don't. chat room. We can't talk to each other face-to-face, so this is the only way we can do it. Now. We we, uh, we talk to each other when we play Dead by Daylight, but there are other people who don't want us to talk about X-Men when we do it, so... <laughs> <laughs> and okay. even when... Because when, when, Sparks and Ryan were kind of to pick up my books, even when I would see him when I pick up my books, it's a quick, here you go, shoot. Well, to be um, fair, Ben, you were... Possibly. Possibly exposed. Exactly, yeah. Exposed, so we oh, were no, like, I, I'm not putting... Sparks, right? I am now putting it against you guys. I completely 100% understand. And here's your bread. And your butter. Here's your bread butter. Hey, okay, not in my ear, thank you. So, real quick, Ben, you want to mention something, but I want to bring up the first thing. I want to bring mm-hmm. up this first before you do. Of course, um, yeah. There is, there is um, Jiru, Jiro Kuwata. Um, a mangaka, uh, creator of Eight Man, uh, the artist, the illustrator, uh, the creator, co-creator of the Bat Manga. Yes. Um, they re-release. They recently re-released those. Those are a lot of fun, guys. Check those out. Um, he passed away this week at the age of eighty-five. Oh wow! Yep. Yeah. Um, that's that's you know he 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 revitalized an old Batman villain in Lord Deathman. So a lot of people think he created him. Um, but he, you know, he was kind of, he kind of brought him back into the, like, it's very much of the sixties time. Cause that was, it was kind of created in response to the sixties Adam West series. Yes. But I, I had a really good time reading that book. Um, it's great artist, great Batman designs. Uh, so it's a shame. Yeah. That is a shame. Mm-hmm. I'm not super familiar with the Bat manga. They're fun. I think you'd like them a lot. It looks, looks fun. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It looks like, um, it looks like Adam West, but ta- like manga. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. Um, ben, and now, now you wanted to bring up something. Yes, yes. So, uh, Kate Titus, if you're still listening, I'd, I'd love to know where in Japan you live because you might know a little more about this than I do. But um, earlier this week, 
because of a coronavirus, uh, one of the most famous arcades in Akihabara, Japan. Now, for those who don't know, Akihabara is kind of like the arcade otaku anime capital of the world. There's so many anime stores. There's arcades that go multiple floors. But one of the most famous arcades, um, um, Sega Akihabara Building 2 is officially closing due to COVID-19 which is a big book because this is one of the most famous arcades. It's been there for over 17 years. It's Sega has so many machines there and it's not just one floor. It's multiple floors. If you ever go to that area of Japan, a lot of the department stores and anime stores and manga store, whatever have you there. It's not just like a single build, a single little entrance and that's it. There are multiple floors. There's multiple, multiple levels of this stuff. And this arcade had multiple levels. And the last day this arcade is going to be, um, essentially an operation is August 30th. The, the reason why they're closing is because, um, I mean, even as far as I know, and I could be wrong. So K Titus, if I'm wrong, let me know. Even though the, the coronavirus is somewhat contained a, a bit in Japan, I don't know how it is over there. Um, but because of coronavirus and not a lot of people are going out to arcade and it's gonna, it's gonna die, which sucks because arcade culture in Japan is a lot different than arcade culture here in the United States. Yeah. yeah, they still care about arcade games. They do. They give a shit. They love going to arcades out there. And what's an, what's an arcade? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, luckily, because the two arcades here and and especially in our area in the Cal in the Southern California, the ones that I know of for sure, like Neon Retro Arcade and Lost Levels Arcade, two arcades that I talk about sometimes quite a bit here whenever I can. Like Neon is hanging by a thread. Luckily, they're still in business and they cannot wait to reopen. They Lost have Level. a they have a GoFundMe. They do, yeah. I'm actually going to buy a hat from them later oh, tonight. Oh, that's serious, damn. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they had to sell a bunch of things. But Lost Levels, they're lucky because they're also a retail store. And they yeah. switched from being an arcade to mostly a retail store. But for um, Akihabara, Sega, Sega Akihabara Building 2, they don't have that luxury. They, they're they going to close down. And this is the only arcade that I know of that's closing down for sure. But it sucks because I, you guys know I freaking love arcades. Yeah, And I, and even before... I, I knew whenever I was going to visit Japan, I was Akihabara was going to be that one spot. It's like, I have to Mag. go to Akihabara. Yeah, rest in peace, Mag Sega Arcade. R.I.P. Sega Arcade. Yeah, because that was a huge tourist spot. And if Fanny was, if COVID didn't happen, if Fanny was going to go to Akihabara in Japan earlier this year, she was going to go to an arcade for me. And it sucks that they're closing. Yeah. I mean, I don't it's know. Yeah, because as far as I know, they don't really, Japan doesn't really do like GoFundMe, try to save the arcade. So, and fans didn't know. They walked into this. They walked in. Those who were gonna brave going outside, they saw a closure notice on the on the elevators, and that was it. Is all she wrote. So, uh, just just on the note of Neon Retro Arcade having a GoFundMe, they're mm-hmm. well, 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 well above they're, their goal, so they're doing fine. Yeah, yeah. Neon Retro Arcade. There, because I that funny enough, a few weeks ago they had a news uh, story on ABC Seven News. That's cool. So Good. they, so they were, uh, ta- and they also, I, I follow them on Instagram and Twitter and they're posting like, Hey, so help support the arcade. You can still donate to the GoFundMe as far as I know, but also yep. you can buy shirts, face masks, hats. I'm definitely going to get a neon retro arcade hat tonight. Once we're done recording, I got paid on Friday. So of course I'm going to, I've got to get one. And luckily, as far as I know, last levels, they're doing okay. They're still up and around both locations in Claremont and Fullerton are still alive. And as far as I know, once this is over, both um, Northridge and Pasadena locations for Neon Retro Arcade should open. That's as far as I know. I'm not 100% sure, so don't quote me on that. But no, I don't I'm... think anybody's sure because nobody knows when open. Exactly. Would... We don't know what that is. So, Okay. 
But yeah, that's rest in peace, Akihabara Sega Two. Let's quickly talk about what else the COVID crisis has done. Uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music, unfortunately, has been moved up a week. Oh boy! <laughs> oh no! Uh, they they moved up a week um, to August twenty eighth, the same day as New Mutants. Oh, now we have a topic. <laughs> oh, we can actually, yeah. That's the that's the same day the New Mutants comes out. So let's see which one does in the box office. Oh, Brandon! <clears throat> Who knows? Why do you even? Uh, you know it isn't. In, don't take it away from me. Yeah, it's not. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, Antebellum also re- also finally announced that they are going to forego a theatrical distribution and go straight to VOD on September eighteenth. That's August, a bummer, September. but I get it. Yeah, yeah. I wonder, I wonder how much that movie is because we still don't really know anything about that movie. No, like the trailer doesn't really show a lot, so I don't even know if it's like a big budget movie or not. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see on September eighteenth, though. Hopefully, uh, Dragons. Yeah, I'd love to see that one in Dragon. All right, uh, Captain Marvel two has a director. Hopefully, um, we are re- we're hearing reports that Nia DaCosta the director of the upcoming Candyman has been hired to direct Captain Marvel 2. I think that's cool. awesome. And I really uh, hope it's true. Uh, yeah, I don't, uh, obviously we haven't seen Candyman. I haven't seen anything else she's made. Um, Candyman looks dope. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, a black female director is always one in Hollywood, especially for big superhero movies. Cause mm-hmm. like the representation is sorely is, needed. I think this is especially important if, if we are, as I think we will going to include Monica. Yeah. Fo- like photon. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. um, uh, I think that's awesome. I, I'm I'm definitely glad it's not the directors from the first one. I agree. Uh, yeah. I liked the first one. Um, I listened to their Empire podcast piece mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. And I didn't much care for like their perspective on on how they felt they were telling the story. I was like, yeah, I th- I don't think you did that. Yeah. Um, so while I like Captain Marvel, I, I think that there were shortcomings, and I think that some of them were di- directorial. So I'm yeah. I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to someone else uh, taking the mantle. With yeah. Captain Marvel too. Me too. And it's a confirmation that yeah, yo, that movie's happening. So that's good. I mean, the first one made a billion. They'd be yeah, stupid right? not to. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody. Um, nobody smart was worried. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then we finally f- found out what's going to happen with Mulan, the upcoming uh, Disney remake uh, for their classic li- uh, classic animated film. It will be released on September fourth on Disney Plus, at a at a new tier on Disney Plus, a kind of premiere tier. For a one-time payment of $39.99. And we've got confirmation that it is to keep it in your library for as long as your Disney Plus. $29.99 or $39? I thought I... Did I hear $39? Yeah, you did say $39, Brandon. Oh, I meant $29. I'm sorry. I thought I was going crazy for a second. Yeah, I was like, what? Um, For $29.99, it will be on the premiere Disney Plus tier. And we'll stay there until your Disney Plus uh, subscription ends. Yep. Um... They say that they're so they're Bob Chapek, the person who runs Disney right now, says we're looking at Mulan as a one off as opposed to saying there's some new business windowing model that we're looking at. So it looks like it, it's unlikely this will happen with Black Widow unless they're desperate. It's a one off unless this makes a lot of money yeah. and there's no way to know right now. We do and know. And even then, I think that it it won't be a one off for smaller Disney properties. Oh, yeah. Sure. 100%. Um, yeah. Because they can. Don't, they can do that. They can. T- I, I don't. I don't see why this wouldn't make a lot of money. It is kind of unfortunate that it wouldn't get the kind of like Black Panther thing going. I did see a thing where where someone someone made a case of like it kind of sucks that because people were looking at this for being another culturally impactful like Black Panther because it's yeah. a 
it's an uh, mostly ethnic ca- ca- cast and a mostly yeah. um, ethnic behind the scenes thing. Like we were hoping like for that kind of thing. And due to the coronavirus crisis, it, it's unlikely they'll get that now. And that's kind mm-hmm. of a bummer. It yeah. is. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm glad we're finally going to be able to see it. At first, I wasn't too keen on paying $30, but after talking to you guys it's about steep. it. It's steep, though. It, it, well, the thing is, because it's steep for myself and my girlfriend, because yeah. when the both of us go to the movies, if, even if one of us, if one person pays for a ticket for the two of us, it's it's, it's 20 bucks. Solid. No problem. No worries. But one pays snacks and concessions. The other person pays for the snacks and concessions. Well, no, the point the point is that, you know, you... Yeah. Going to the movie can't be an expensive thing. So, okay, but I, okay. but I, I'm only I only say it is steep because like mm-hmm. generally to own a VOD movie is like twenty bucks to rent yeah. it's fifteen. Yeah. In this case, it's it's a ten dollar increase in that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. I kind of like I will acknowledge it's steep. It's doable, but it's it is. Steep. It's it's not it's not egregious. And even talking with uh, Sparks and Ryan, I believe it was Sparks who said that a family of four or a family of five. Saving a thank you, Ryan. It was Ryan who said it, but they're saving like a hundred bucks for a one-time yeah. payment of thirty dollars, and the entire movie could see it. And it's not only that, it's going to stay in your Disney Plus library. That's actually not that big. It's essentially you're buying the Blu-ray before the Blu-ray yeah, even comes I'm not, out. I'm not, all, all the families that have Disney Plus are definitely going to do it. Yeah, I'm not. Oh, yeah. Saying thirty dollars isn't a lot of money. I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking of, yeah, like regular people who don't have like the AMC A list. It's just like the regular Joes who go mm-hmm. with their friends to see movies, like. It's fifteen bucks for a ticket. You're spending twenty bucks on concessions for a bunch of people. Like it's yeah. not that much. And you, it's if this were just renting, I'd be a little more mad. But you own it. You own it, Disney Plus. But you have it to watch it as many times as you want. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're buying a Blu-ray. Like this, yeah. I I think this is a the best opportunity, yeah. the best thing you could do in this situation. Yeah, and, and also it's it's also yeah, and wait, also wait, super wait, Ben, sorry, real quick, Sparks, what did you say? I said, and the movie needs to come out. It does. Yes. Yeah, and also oh. It, I'm sorry, Ben. Real quickly on the news. I'm so sorry, Ben. Um, it, the uh, part of the news is in the areas that Disney Plus is not in. So a lot of places in in Europe and Russia and you know across the seas, it mm-hmm. will be in theaters. Yeah, it will be released in theaters. Right. Because Just America not- America sucks, and there are other places in the world that uh, things are fine and they can go to the movies. Yeah. Much uh, like much like Tenet. Um, I don't know about New Mutants. I wonder if New Mutants is a situation where that will open up in Europe in at the end of the end of the month, and then we can get on streaming service in like two months or a month or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. HBO Max. And if we were able to travel, yeah. I would say, "Hey, let's go to New Zealand, boys," but we can't because they won't let us in. Uh, listen, I want to see New Mutants. I don't need to travel to Brazil or something this year. I'm not doing that. Well, I, I want to go to New Zealand so I can go visit Hobbiton. I want to ale in oh, front of. Okay. I want to. I want to. I want a beer in front of that movie set. But that's the point. What I was saying. I have to applaud. At first, I was like, eh, but I definitely applaud Disney for saying, like, okay, once you're done paying this, it's going to be on there. So yeah. you can co- you can watch it again and again and again, and you don't this have to is, worry about it disappearing after a week and a half. This is an ex- this is an extenuating circumstance. We are all treading water trying to figure out what the next move is going to be. It, it, all those all those theater chains in Britain where Disney Plus is all bitching. All bitching. It's like, yeah. look, they're, they're doing what they can to get this mm-hmm. movie out. Yeah. It's uncharted waters out there. We don't know what's happening. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, the nice thing is we don't need to worry about making the topic because we already reviewed Mulan. And you can go <laughs> check it out right here on our you YouTube sure can. feed. It's true. Um, and I'm not that. being cheeky and saying we reviewed the Disney anime one. No. I mean, we made a review for the live action Mulan when it came out originally. Sure did. A whole month of real reviews. And then that started to get sad because yeah. they just kept pushing. <laughs> No, yeah. and then it just got worse and worse and worse. Um, all right, so I feel like we should have reviewed Tenant 
personally. Oh my God. <laughs> and then um, when Batman showed up and Leo DiCaprio from Inception, that movie is weird. Oh man, I'm is. not. I'm not overruling a, a Leo a Leo DiCaprio cameo in Tenet. Oh no. <laughs> what if it, it could oh. be a sequel to inception i'm just saying i'm okay. calling it now how strong is this margarita again all right look i'm not drinking um <laughs> hbo <laughs> max has renewed close enough the, sh- the the show from the regular sh- the regular show creators they've renewed it for a second season bless bless b that show is amazing it is hilarious i freaking love it. it is definitely a show for uh late 20s early 30s kids or people i should say and I'm glad Close Enough is getting season two. So excited. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of HBO Max, they're also losing a bunch of stuff to go to Peacock. What the damn hell? It's Universal's not, streaming service. It's not even It's not even that they're going to Peacock. It's the movies that are going to Peacock. It is the Harry Potter, the Harry Potter saga. Batman Begins in the Dark Knight. These are Warner Brothers owned movies. Bro. Yo, how come Dark Knight Rises is on HBO Max? Because it's the one nobody wants. And going to Peacock, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, you're you started the streaming service. Like, look, all the Harry Potter movies in one place, and you're losing them two months into this. That's again when when they they did the extension thing on the DC movies, and some of those are still yeah. leaving. Like, it's it's I I'm baffled. I'm baffled. It's I don't even, rollout has been a joke. Yeah, I, I don't even mind like leaving. Like, you want to try to try to implement a vault system until your uh, servers are big enough. Okay, whatever. I think you're dumb, but I, I get that, actually. Um, this where it's just like, no, they're just going to another service owned by another company. A rival, this, even. This, so, this, okay, so remember back when we were talking about Warner Brothers and their reactionary status to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and them trying to push out a DC Cinematic Universe and that not working? You guys see yeah. the picture of a, of a not Apocalypse? What's his name? Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf. Yeah, so... DC. So essentially, looks because like of the I almost said DC. So Warner Brothers, I feel once again flubbing up because they just pushed out a streaming service, HBO Max, because Disney Plus came out it's and they're definitely... like, we gotta do something as well. And now the it's... get was Harry Potter, the get was the DC films, and now they're all going to a completely different service. And but the only way, the only way I can possibly, possibly, this is me grabbing at straws here, possibly say that the only reason why Peacock is getting the Potter films is because Universal Studios has Wizarding World of Harry Potter. That no, is a, no, I, I so it, it is it is a rights issue mm-hmm. uh, because a lot of these new streaming services are running into the idea that oh we sold our the rights to stream uh, to stream and air these movies a long time ago before our ser- before our services mm-hmm. were up. That's why that's why the Star Wars movies were all, weren't all on Disney when they first, when it launched because they had a licensing deal with Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you got so you have this this problem coming up where like although I have no idea who the hell they sold exclusive streaming rights to Harry Potter to. I don't know. To end up on Peacock. I don't know. It just it seems really short sighted because like you if you knew you were going to launch something and you were going to lose your premier like some of your premier stuff like months later, just wait and don't have it on there. Yeah. Like, but- when you I, open up, when you open up HBO Max, the third thing that you scroll down to is all eight Harry Potter films. Now, all are they, are they just right, like Fantastic Beasts? Yeah, they are front and center. Yeah, they're not going with, anywhere. Nobody wants to stream that shit. Yeah, but they're starting with Sorcerer's Stone and ending with Deathly Hallows Part Two. All eight. You want a marathon? Here you go. Well, now you got to go to Peacock. Now you got to go to Peacock, and who knows that you have Where's to probably the pay the premium to watch all eight Harry Potter films now? Hey, man. 
Peacock has some shows I want to watch. Like, still good, shit. For them. good for shit. them. Whatever. I'll I'll just buy the fit the entire series of um, Parks and Rec. That's all I care about. That's hey, the guys, only thing I care about. On uh, that. this is also kind of like, hey, physical media is kind of red. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm also looking, trying to wait till the Harry Potter. Right there. <laughs> I'm. I need to own all a. I. I there's I a Blu-ray collection. I have two copies of Harry Potter, one through eight. Yeah, you also have two copies of Little Rings that kind of irks me a little bit. I like both those. What kind no, of no, say? no, I completely understand. It's, it just ticks, ticks me off because I missed, because you have the one thing that I'm missing from my collection. Maybe my next purge. That's, Who knows? Man, that's on you, bud. Get the Blu-ray. It's cheap enough. He has it. I, I want to. Every time I find it, it's over 150 bucks. I don't have 150 bucks to Black burn. Friday, it's like 20. Bob, I'm waiting for Black Friday then. On what? Amazon. This was Lord of the Rings. Lord, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Oh my gosh! Right. Yeah, that I got that. I got the extended Blu-ray for Lord of the Rings for like forty, and On that was like six years ago. Yeah, I don't even know, but it was like <laughs> six years ago. That's on you, Ben. I oh got you. If you got over your hate for Amazon, you'd have so many more things. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Guess what? I just pre-ordered on Amazon. I just I caved and I pre-ordered the Gamera the Gamera films on mm. Blu-ray. Yo, man, turtles with jet jetpacks. Because it jet it comes it comes with the Dark Horse comic that the, that was out of print. I'm like, oh, oh shit, that's pretty cool actually. Yeah. That's All right, good. so let's uh, never, move on. Never yeah. seen Gamera. We'll see. Um, stupid, we know. <laughs> All right. So speaking of Warner Brothers being stupid, um, actually, you know what? I won't say that. I'll take that last insult back. Um, DC Comics. We heard about this last week, but I wanted to wait for the official announcement from DC Comics. Uh, because there wouldn't be anything to say, but it's just it's happening. Injustice Year Zero ha- is what Tom Taylor has been teasing uh, for the last two weeks. Um, it is a it is a, a kind of team up book between the JSA and the JLA, uh, written by Tom Taylor. He's coming back um, with the art by. She's out. The first three issues are out. Yeah. Um, the, with art by uh, Rose Antonio, Cyan Tormi, yeah. Rain Barreto. And Wes Abbott. Uh, CM Tormey is an excellent artist I, that I love. And he's great on Twitter. And he, he's, he loves Dr. Doom. He loves drawing Dr. Doom. I love him. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, so like I said, the first three chapters are out. Uh, this is the solicitation for the series. Focus the action around, uh, the series is going to focus the action around the Justice League and the discovery of how their predecessors covertly fought within World War II to bring down a tyrant. When the Joker finds a way to control DC's superheroes, he uses his leverage to sabotage the Justice League and the JSA from the inside. Uh, so I, we talked about it a little bit. Um, I don't, I don't necessarily care about the stuff before Injustice. If I'm being honest, I always assumed it was just the DC universe. It 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 kind of appears that way, just with different a different story. He can just tell his mm-hmm. like an Ultimate Universe story. Um, this is going to be why Joker has a vendetta against Superman. That's one of the reasons this book's being written. So he has yeah. like a reason to go to Metropolis and do the things he does, Lois Lane and all that stuff. Um, it's cool that the JSA is involved, but like, I'm gonna be honest, I'm kind of. I'm kind of waiting for uh, Injustice 3 more than I'm looking for Injustice 0. Right. Because the DC fandom event's happening soon, and uh, Ed Boon's going to be there. Uh, He's not going to be talking about... The only way that I think Year Zero holds a massive appeal is if the JSA members are part of Injustice 3. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it could could still be a prequel and do Injustice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, But I think bringing those characters into Injustice 3, and this is kind of like explaining, hey, this is where they were. This is is why they are, haven't been around. This is why they're coming in. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I uh I kind of would have rather Tom Taylor just do a JSA book for DC Comics. They don't want they, cool. they want to leave the JSA alone for some reason. I don't I, get it. Yeah, that splash page in Doomsday Clock was awesome. Yeah, 
Yep. Whatever. Anyway. Um, so yeah, we'll see how this turns out when it comes to print. I always wait for the single issues in print. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, same. same. Um, all right. Marvel Comics has canceled Ghost Rider after issue seven, canceling the eight and nine issue issues and the Empire tie-ins and Doctor Strange by Mark Waite has been canceled after six issues. I was I was reading that one. I was, yeah. reading, I was reading both of them. It's yeah. just been a I was, while. I was reading Ghost, Ghost Rider. Yeah. Um, that sucks. Like yeah. I, this, the pandemic is just, just doing bad things to small comics. It's also like the worst place to cancel Ghost Rider because you've got the six issue trade. Yeah. And now there's going to be a trade with seven. Yeah. <laughs> and it's going to be like, it's going to be like the start of like the next arc or whatever. And they said they're going to release like some old, older, like one shot yeah. stuff with it. And I'm like, that's, that's a shame. That's terrible. Uh, yeah, I looked man, at the sales, the sales of Ghost Rider and it was, it's, it's a low seller. It's a yeah. low seller. And that, it's unfortunate that like he doesn't have a big movie out because that'll keep his book alive no matter what. Unfortunately, especially with like all the Avengers tie-in stuff that happened not that long ago, just before the Ghost Rider series started. Yeah, that that didn't like spill into. I thought this Ghost Rider run would have actually taken off. And what's it stinks is yeah. even though um, Ghost Rider traditionally isn't a highest selling book, but critically this book is doing well. Right. Like yeah. I, I think like we're all reading it. I, I was really liking it. Like, yeah. The King yeah. Of Hell stuff is I, super cool. I think the King of the King of Hell stuff is really cool. How it's kind of corrupting Johnny, and I think the Spirit of Corruption was a was an awesome storyline. Yeah, and in having like a bunch of different Ghost Riders and stuff, like I'm I'm always a fan of that. Um, yeah, that stinks. And Ed Brisson, like he's doing New Mutants. Like that dude is getting a lot more work. Um, and he I, I like him a lot. I'm starting to like him more. Um, mm-hmm. that stinks. That's yeah. a stinker. Yep. Uh, but they have announced they are going to do a new book uh, based around U.S. Agent, a five part miniseries, um, written by Christopher Priest. With art by Stefano Landini. So, uh, Christopher Peace is a great writer. Um, when he's not tackling political stuff, he is he is very very right wing. It's mm-hmm. very it's very curious that they're giving him a uh, a, a fascist Captain America book because that's who the U.S. <laughs> agent is. He is he is the he's the Captain America who does work for the government yeah. and is like their lapdog. Uh, it's because he's in that Captain or the Falcon Winter Soldier show. Mm-hmm. So of course he's going to get a book. I'm just curious what they're going to do with him. Cause he's traditionally like not a good guy. He was in the force works 2020 book. That's how I brought him back. And he's, I guess oh, he's, yeah. he's, he's a hero good. now, but they're going to make him like uh, some roundabout representation of blue lives matter. Oh no. <laughs> I really, Christopher Priest, like that dude, like his black Panther runs legendary. Like he did a deathstroke run. That's really weird. Uh, he was pretending to be a uh, deathstroke was uh, uh, Damien's dad or whatever. Um, that dude does interesting work. I'm just curious that he's getting a Captain America-esque book. That's yeah. that's curious to me. I hope I hope uh, he can stay away from grossness. I'll yeah. say it's out in November, so we'll see. Again, all these characters are getting canceled books, but we're getting a U.S. agent book. I'm like, that's where our comics need. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, speaking of comics, Rocksteady finally told us what they've been working on for the past five years. We kind of knew for years. Yeah, for years. Uh, but we finally we finally know they are working on Suicide Squad. That's all we know outside it's, of the image. The, with the title is Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League. Yeah. Uh, you see the poster with, with, with Superman with the crosshair saying Suicide Squad. Um, so you're going up against at least Superman. If you look at his eyes, um, much like if uh, like Doctor Strange, Cassilius or whatever, his uh, Superman's eyes have purple light coming out of them and his eyes are crackling. So Ooh. the the... This is also rumored, so some of this some of this leak stuff is coming true. Um, a villain has basically taken over the Justice League, kind of used his Justice League Tower Battle Justice League Doom plans, and mm-hmm. have taken over the Justice League. Um, and it's going to be you working your way up to being the last fight being against Superman. Okay. 
conceptually, that sounds cool. I'm yeah. I am I am into that. If it was like a movie, maybe. I I just I'm so conflicted because Rocksteady makes incredible games. Like all the Batman games are awesome, right? Mm-hmm. I just don't know if I want another dark gritty like Arkham Asylum with the Suicide Squad. I don't know if that's what I want. Right. Um, certainly, certainly not after like all the all the years of like everyone hoping it was a Superman game and all that. I'm like, even if it wasn't <clears throat> Superman, I was hoping for something that felt more ambitious. Yeah. Yeah. Than- and here's the thing. We Arkham still, kind of different. Yeah, we, we still don't know what it is. And there was those leaked videos of like of a Superman model and that like that's that's from this game. Like we were wondering were like are they working on a Justice League game? That was the rumor for a long time. It's like, no, they're working on they're gonna kill the Justice League. The question um, is, are they actually gonna do that? Is this gonna be an Elseworld thing where they do take out the Justice League? Because you you can't so you can't I have, have heard so I have heard this is actually set between Arkham Origins and Arkham Asylum. So paying off the Arkham Origins uh and and credits tease for the Suicide Squad. Oh, sh- oh, that actually, that, I guess that makes sense. So they're not killing them; they're just knocking them out. Yeah, like we, just we don't know. We don't yeah. know. We'll know more at DC Fandom. That's why they announced it to say that they are yeah. coming to DC Fandom towards real the end quick, of the month. I don't see if you've seen the lineup. I'm so excited for that thing, dude. That is a that is going to be the real Comic Con of the summer. Yeah. Uh, there's not just comic stuff, but there's all the movie stuff. There's going to be Batman stuff. There's going to be a Mortal Kombat movie trailer. Mm-hmm. Baby. We're the, yeah, I'm, I'm, and the layout of how it's going to work is really interesting. I'm excited. Um, yeah, the the person who designed all, that whole marketing campaign, good job. Yeah, I think actually, um, I think the Suicide Squad like design looks pretty cool. Like the, the yeah. Suicide Squad logo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I do like how it's a crosshair. I yeah. do enjoy that. Like again, like I, I have full faith in Rocksteady making a great game. I'm not worried about the game. I'm just worried about. I'm just like, is, I gotta wait and see. Is this a game that I want? That mm-hmm. being said, the writer of it is a comedian writer. And I showed you guys on Twitter, like she's also writing Fable, which is a comedian a comedy mm-hmm. game. So, mm-hmm. so if this game is going to be maybe lighter in tone than we expect, it could be com- a completely different game than what we're imagining. Yeah. We just don't know. You tell me, Suicide Squad kills Superman. I'm like, eh. and uh, Warner Brothers Montreal is also rumored to come to DC fandom with something Batman related. They, they are, they are Go- Gotham Knights. Is that's a that's we'll see. That's happening. Um, pretty, it's pretty much presume that it is gotham knights and that it is tied to the continuity yeah. of the suicide squad game yeah yeah um all right so playstation had another thing this week a small baby a small little thing um i'm sure we want to talk about them so i had to put all the things on here i appreciate um, it crash bandicoot 4 had a gameplay trailer it, it uh it, it yo man that looks like more crash bandicoot and i don't mean it negatively it they're not they're not totally reinventing the wheel but they're adding <laughs> some stuff but like Looks like more Crash. That's great. That's it's, cool. Hey, that's what I love, Crash Bandicoot. And yeah. I'm getting more... <clears throat> wow, sorry, Flub. But okay. I'm getting more Crash I was I've been excited for Crash 4 since I saw that uh, trailer. And I love the Insane Trilogy. And I'm getting more Crash Bandicoot. That makes Playing me happy. Like characters, like, it's fine. That's cool and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, Hitman Trilogy is coming to the PSVR. Yeah, so uh, I am buying a PSVR for this. This is, this is the game I've been waiting for. I will... I want to make confirmation that PSVR works with natively with PS5. Like, I don't want to have to buy like an upgraded version if I just buy this. So I'm gonna wait and see for confirmation. But the Hitman games are so fun. Like, if you guys watched the video and you were part of the one of the videos, like right. the game, like just the sandbox, open world nature, just doing whatever you want, but in first person. And like, you put up the thing to strangle the guy. And I'm like, this seems so stupid and fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and once I get that, there's the Iron Man VR, there's a Darth Vader VR, there's Super Hot VR. I'm like, yeah. I, I'm finally gonna. I think I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. The, uh... Half-Life VR. Half-Life VR? That's not on PS4, though. Oh, man. So, not... That sucks. Oh, I might um, just get the more expensive one for PC, then. We'll find out. 
Vader Immortal is coming to the PSVR as well, like you alluded to. Uh, yeah. I don't know what that game was. That game looks awesome. Yes, um, I have not heard the best reviews of it. Um, yeah. It looks cool, but that that may be more of like the VR not being good, not so much the story being bad. Right. Um, and then they announced a new game, Hood, Outlaws, and Legends. Yeah, um, this reminds me, there's a game called For Honor. It's a, it's a it's about like samurais fighting knights and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mag uh, says, waiting to play Legacy of Vader VR. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm I'm interested in that. Hopefully, it's yeah. good. Um, yeah, this Robin Hood game. It looks like it's a multiplayer Robin Hood adventure game. Like they didn't show much gameplay. Oh, is that what that was? I didn't get it at all. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah it's a Robin Hood game. Yeah, it's a Robin Hood game. Oh. Um, multiplayer. Um, uh, I I don't know if it's like Destiny. If, I, hope, I hope not. Everything needs to be like Destiny. If the gameplay is fun, yeah, I'd rather play a Robin Hood game than see another Robin Hood movie. True. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then they announced, and then they had some new gameplay trailers for um, Bug Snacks. Yes, uh, I, I didn't show you this one, but man, uh, that just looks like a really another really charming game. Uh, yeah. I didn't know it was the first person. That's a, that's that threw me for a loop. Um, yeah. But that game, this looks like utterly charming. It's the guys who made Octodad, and that game is just mad silly. Um, so this looks cute. Uh, Godfall. Uh, oh, third, per- third person action adventure. Got to watch that one actually. It, it, um, it looks fine. It looks fine. okay. The Pathless. The Pathless. That's the one. Um, yeah, that's the one where you like you're running with the with the eagle. Uh, it looks yeah. like a, like a cool cool indie game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like uh, I got I got very much. Um, Journey. What's that one? Journey. Yeah. Yeah. I got. Um, Aeon must die. Which one was this one? I don't remember. I think I stopped watching this one. So I wasn't interested in that song. Where does where does Aeon must die? I, I don't know. I I think I I didn't watch this one either. Shit. I was like, wait, I didn't. I don't think I saw this one. Uh, what's the next one? Um. Anno muta- Mutationum. Oh, Mutationum. that's a side scroll. That's a side scroll. That looks really good. That Evangelion vibes at the end. Yeah. And then uh, Genshin Impact. Vibes at the end. Oh, Whoa. we should have watched this trailer. This one's a cool one. It's a, another retro side scroller, but it's all cyberpunk and robotic. Oh, dope. Oh. Uh, it's cool. It looks cool. And uh, Genshin Impact. What one was that one? This is a, uh, it's an open world RPG. Uh, ben, you, yeah, it looks yeah. like a Tales game. Uh, look up the trailer for this game. Uh, Genshin Impact. It looks like Genshin it looks- Impact. Yeah, because I I missed uh, um Ano Mutationium how you how did you say that and uh, Genshin Impact and also I need to look up Blasphemous because I saw Blasphemous on sale. Oh, is that the and anime I know you one? Can... Is is this one the anime one? Which one? Yes, it's the JRPG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that looked yeah, right. the, the girls have bunny ears. Yeah, yeah. Looks like yeah. a like a Japanese RPG. All right, I'm into it. All right. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh Japanese, Blazing Samurai is coming. Uh. Oh yeah, the, the remake of Blazing Saddles. Oh yeah, the Mel Brooks classic. Weird. Um, Align is the company doing this one. Uh, they announced they announced the Blazing Saddles remake, Blazing Samurai. Mel Brooks is involved. Okay. Okay. Um, it, it follows a dog named Hank, who dreams of becoming a samurai. When he becomes in charge of protecting Kakamucho. Okay. He learns that the town is populated entirely by cats. So, not really Blazing Saddles, but kind of Blazing Saddles. It's more Zootopia, but yeah. still tackling like racism, clearly. Okay, sure. Yeah. Um, it's directed by Mark uh, Coatsier. Yeah. And produced by Rob uh, Minkoff, who is the director of, uh, of um, Lion King. Oh, okay. uh, this stars Michael Sarah, Samuel L. Jackson, Ricky Gervais, uh, George Takei, uh, Michelle Yeoh, Jimon Hansu, and Mel Brooks. Well, that's like actually really happening. Yeah, this is happening. I mean, like if Mel Brooks is involved and they wanna they wanna tell <laughs> another like 
<laughs> I don't even know. What? I don't know, man. Uh, I really like Blazing Saddles. Good idea. Oh, it's a good idea at all. You can, I don't want You it. can do a Zootopia with Samurais, but it, you're doing Blaze, but Blazing Saddles is like a rated R movie. Where do white women at? Like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> is this going to be an adult animated thing? Or is this like. I really. Oh, God. I don't think so. Like, I don't. I'm confused. I'm I mean, you tone the- you tone down the racism. Like, you don't have Mel Brooks go, "What? Uh, don't you know this man is a ni?" Yeah, don't, you can't say. Don't you know he's a cat? Like, I. I really wonder if if someone like takes a sword and goes and is like, "Yeah, but my sword hand is this hand." Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, yeah. I wonder. I. Wow, I hate it. You really <laughs> hate it. I didn't like it. I actively hate it. I'm. <laughs> I don't even know how to feel. I think, so weird. I think I know what it actually looks like and sounds yeah. like. Because, like, I'm not into it right now. This is an idea. Sounds like a really bad starting point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's like basic styles, but with dogs and cats and playing Japan with samurais. Can I tell you why? Um, it's because Blazing Saddles actually had something to say about racism. Mm-hmm. And either this is going to say the exact same thing or it's not going to say anything at all. And I'm like, you know what? Why don't you just do something where you're trying to originally say something about racism through the euphemism of cats and dogs? That's fine. But this, is, but this sounds like this will be neither of those things. It will either be exactly the same or not. Where do white cats <laughs> at? Both of those sound pointless and stupid. Yeah. I don't know if I'm more bummed out that Mel's involved or that he's not involved. Like, I also, don't know what would be worse. Also, Mag said something about the Aeon game being in trouble because it's apparently stolen. I don't know. We'd have to look into oh, that. Oh, shit. That sucks. Oh, wow. That game looks cool. That's, that sucks. Um, you know what doesn't suck? John Wick. You're right. Hundo. John, John Wick 5 has been announced and it will I shoot back to back. It will shoot back to back with John Wick 4. That's exciting because uh, we've all seen John Wick 3. Uh, it ends. No, I haven't. <laughs> I forgot you haven't seen John Wick. 3. I haven't seen John. Wick. Uh, so I'm not gonna spoil John Wick three, but it kind of it feels like a trilogy. Like it's it's gonna start like another trilogy or whatever. Like mm-hmm. that's the plan. So shooting four and five back to back makes sense, and then end with a six. You got that show still in production. Like they're still writing that show. Um. Yeah. So give me more Wick, baby. I'm about it. We'll see how this one does. And then a twenty four, um, has announced that it will produce a series based on the online animated pilot. Has been hotel, right? Yep. So, so, cool. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is uh, this is really cool. A friend of the podcast, John Radley, shared this with me a while ago. I should have shared it with you guys, especially you, Ryan. Um, it's very much up your alley. Uh, it is just a pilot episode sitting around on YouTube. Nobody was required to watch it for, to talk about it this week. Um, it's thirty minutes. It's worth your time. Um, this is very good news. Yeah, I have uh, actually the original pilot was created by Vivian Medrano. It's a musical, uh, and has been uh, has been viewed over forty one million times. And I mean, I haven't seen the whole thing, but I have seen clips of it online, and the clips I have seen of it are actually kind of funny. And I, the art style is just bonkers. I have no idea what the show is about, but I am glad that these people. But I did know that it was a very small team, and this was a passion project of theirs. And I'm glad that this game picked up. 824. Yeah, the whole yeah. the whole pilot is good. 824 normally makes like do they Maybe. do yeah, do they is this like their first TV thing? I don't think so. At least that like we've talked about it. Yes. That we've talked about it. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I'm not happy about it. That's cool. Like they're not just about sad like melodramas. Yeah, and the art, the art style for the show is is actually pretty cool. I have to admit, it, it's it's pretty cool. Hell yeah, this is good news. And then, yeah, yeah, uh, Christopher Eccleston is returning to the role of the Doctor. We where where Ooh. audio? Oh, I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, Christopher. Chris Rexon, as Doctor Who fans will know, was the ninth Doctor. Only lasted a season because he had a shit time working on the project. He didn't come back for the 50th anniversary because Stephen Moffat lied to him. I'll forever take that to my grave. Um, he also and- had just, like bad... He's he's talked about <laughs> openly recently that he had a whole lot of bad juju he was carrying around related to Doctor Who and he wasn't really into going back until... Uh, until like this recent year yeah. when he yeah. started going to like fan conventions and it, and he said it revived him. It's like a, it's like a William Shatner. Like he was like, oh, I don't want to deal with these people. And then he's like, nah, you're all right. Okay. Yeah. Um, he, uh, like, like I said, he famously wouldn't come back, but uh, he will be returning for the big finish audio plays. Big finish has been doing doctor who audio plays forever. They bring back the, the past doctors um, to keep them alive, keep them going. The Paul McGann ones are awesome because eight doctor rules. Um, and Eggleston will return for 12 new audio adventures in four wow. released in four volumes. Hell yeah. Which, so uh, which everybody is like, okay, so if he said he's doing this, he's probably showing up somewhere in the time. Dude, Victorious audio, come on. audio pieces now. He's got to show up more. Yeah. Uh, they haven't all been announced yet, so. And I, I, I thought, and these were not mentioned to be the Time Lord Victorious no, stuff. These are, these are their own thing. Yeah. And then, uh, and then everybody's waiting for the other shoe to drop about saying he's going to do Time Lord Victorious um, because there's already there is a book announced already, uh, which is the first book to involve Paul McGann's doctor, David Tennant's doctor, and Chris Frackleson's doctor coming out uh, near the end of the year, yeah. uh, the beginning of next year. And uh, that that is just a book at the moment. And there's more titles that haven't been announced, but everybody's assuming that. There will be some more audio plays, and and Eccleston may now is this be part of it. The Time Lord of Victorious thing. I know this is like the multimedia thing. Is there also like television stuff involved? No, no. Thanks. That's it a, is, that's it a is comics, novels, audio dramas, and escape room experience. McDonald's oh, play toy. Yeah. Uh, uh, everything, uh, but getting them all to come back for for a television show. I mean, that's all. That's cool um, especially which which is actually working to their benefit, especially in light of the coronavirus. Yes. Is all this other stuff is stuff they can actually do. Yeah. Um, Chris Augustine only had this to say about it, about coming back. He says, after 15 years, it will be ex- exciting to revisit the Ninth Doctor's world, uh, bringing back to life a character I love playing. So, yeah, man. Very cool. Was he everyone's... No, no, Brandon. Did you watch Doctor Who before that? Because he was my he first was, Doctor. He was my first Doctor. Okay. He was my first as well. That was the, the jumping on point, yeah. yeah. He was sort of my second, but pretty much my first that I dedicatedly started watching yeah. Doctor Who. Because your parents had seen Doctor Who, the classic series. Correct, and some of it had been on when I was a kid, but I wasn't super aware of it. Most of it uh, was the fifth Doctor. Brandon gave me the DVDs to watch of uh, the ninth Doctor, our freshman year of college. Yeah. Uh, Who is your... Real quick, around the horn, who's your favorite Doctor? Do you have a favorite Doctor, Ben? You've only seen like two. I have seen a few episodes of David Tennant. I absolutely love his charisma on screen. Sparks, do you have a favorite Doctor? Yeah, it's David Tennant. I, Ryan? I, I, it's probably it's David Tennant. Like yeah. I, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna revisit the um, Matt um, Smith. 
no, no, no. The, the old guy. What's his, what's his name again? Oh, Capaldi. Yeah, I because I I, I remember digging, like him being completely different. Capaldi came into his own. Yeah, sure. like him like being like a rock star with like glasses. Like mm. I I like that approach. But like it's, I, uh, it's, he's dope. I, uh, Paul McGain, is my favorite Eighth Doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like those audio adventures, and they really connected with me. I mean, I like Chris. I mean. Okay, by default, I really like Chris Falkelson because he's the only Doctor I've actually seen from beginning to end as his run. It's only but 13 the, episodes. Yeah, I heart. know, but then the few episodes I have seen of David Tennant's Doctor, I'm like, David Tennant's the man. I don't want to go. Um, okay. Trailers, guys. Tea talk! Uh, We're in the trailer Judas, park. Judas and the Black Messiah. Woo, baby, America! This looks really good. I'm yeah, very looks- excited for this. This is an intense trailer. Yeah. Yeah. This is about the Black Panther group. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really interested in this because because nowadays, you know, we're really we're reevaluating our history in regards to uh, the African American plight. Um, you know, I've always heard the Black Panther part. The Black Panthers were terrorists, domestic yeah. terrorists. But now uh, I'm like, no, it's hmm. it's really great that we're letting people come in and tell stories uh, that are more authentic and not so propaganda esque to make you think uh, a particular way but be more uh, representative of what was going on at the time yeah more diverse more diverse daniel daniel kalua yes and uh lakeitha stanford yeah stanford yeah yeah you're right yeah Yeah. i like those guys yeah because i remember bits of my history class and when we did talk and when they did mention the black panthers I could. I don't know if I'm misremembering or what, but I remember the Black Panthers in my history book kind of being vilified a little bit. And then spoiler remember, alert! Spoiler sure. alert! Yeah, the radical That's everything. Radical. Yeah. yeah, and then of course I watched that John Oliver episode on U.S. history. It's like, oh, we don't need to get into it. No, we don't. We don't. We don't. How, we don't, how we don't. screwed up our history cor- curriculum is. No, we don't. Um, but this movie does look really, really good. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of ending things. Guys, what oh, is I'm this sorry. movie? Wait, hold on. I'm sorry. I meant the, sorry. The, the movie. I'm thinking of anything. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, yes, yeah. I, know, so, I know what you meant. Benjamin, uh, Charlie Kaufman is is a uh, crazy person, and I mean that in the best way because that dude's made nothing but insane movies. So uh, I have I've seen. You. I've seen only so two of his. Part. I've only seen two of his movies. So uh, is uh, Love of Eternal Sunshine? Uh, adaptation. Adaptation's great with Nick Cage. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I really like that movie. Yeah, yeah. I've only seen Eternal Sunshine. And what I saw, it's like, and what I saw is like from the director of Eternal Sunshine, I'm like, oh, so this is probably a fun oh. movie. Because when she's talking about her boyfriend, I'm like, oh, this is probably going to be like a really bad, drawn out dramedy of how she's trying to break up with her boyfriend. And then the dog kept shaking. And then the mom keeps laughing. And then other stuff happens. I'm like, yeah. uh, what direction is this going? I am very uncomfortable. I want off this right now, please. I think you need to revisit Eternal Sunshine. I think um, I do. Also, Brandon, uh, you would really like being John Malkovich. That's I've so seen good. Being, I've seen being John Malkovich. There you go. There you go. Um, I have seen being John Malkovich. That movie's so awesome. There's a movie he, he wrote and directed called Synecdoche, New York, that starts Philip Seymour Hoffman. That is a movie about a man putting on a play about the entire world. And he, he has built an entire city for his play, it is one of the most wild movies you will ever see. It is, it is, it is worldwide theater. It is nuts. It is this dude is a cerebral filmmaker. Like I, I 
this i don't know what's going on in this trailer like they explain like time time is happening to them it's not the same as like time going through a thing yeah i'm super excited for this it visually uh, looks yeah. so crazy i love it it's so my i'm i'm there yeah i'm so yeah. into it uh really love the look of it let's give shout outs to uh, jesse clemens jesse clemens he's in two uh, trailers he's in both of these trailers good for oh, him getting what, good work yeah. after game oh, night yeah. away. tell me about it was okay i could be misremembering but was uh jesse clemens he's the white guy right the blonde guy okay yeah. was he also in the final season of breaking bad yes. or okay he's also, I, the, he's also the main star of el, el camino have yeah you watched yeah that? yeah i have watched dino camino because i watched it's like oh that's the guy for breaking bad the guy who says you should have come who has the crush on what's her name and and then gets screwed and then screws over walter hey, white stop. just stop. stop no spoilers buddy Go ahead, Brandon. That show's been out for how long? Doesn't matter. Uh, I haven't seen El Camino yet either. So you know. this is always your logic that you're like, I can just say it because it's been out for a while. It doesn't matter who hears it. They've probably all seen it. And that's how you ruin Batman Returns for me. Yeah. So, Brandon, go ahead. <laughs> the owners. Sorry, Maisie Williams and yes. a do- a se- the seventh doctor himself, Sylvester McCoy. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is what I, what did I, what was it described as? Or like, what is this like similar to? Um, villains? Kind of like uh, a more. Yeah, yeah it's, Brit- it's British villains. It's, it's hello, villains. Yeah, it's, um, I like Macy Williams. I like all the actors in here. Uh, they seem kooky as hell. They're like, yeah, this is definitely a more, no, that's because when I was watching this trailer, this was definitely a more horror version of villains. Yes. Yeah. 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 I thought this, looked, I thought this looked pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looks, looks like a good time. Hoops. It looks like a, a com- comedy basketball show. Yeah, I don't know. It's another. Uh, it's another adult comedy show that looks exactly hey, like all that. All these shows look the same by now. So. I, I watch a lot of cartoons. Yeah, adult or not, yeah. and um, nothing about this looks special compared to others. Yeah. yeah, I did see when this trailer came out. I think it is because it looks kind of like nothing really popped about it being like quality. A mm. lot of people are like, wow, all of adult animation now looks like this, and I hate it. And I'm like, I don't. It's not all of it, but I see it. This looks. I this looks it. like. This looks like some mishmash, it, like Venn diagram in between, uh, um, Family Guy, Rick and Morty, and Big Mouth. Yeah, and it's somewhere just in that circle, and it's like, no, it's kind of true. Yeah, I like don't. Lanky, I don't tall love that. people. They all kind of. Yeah, I kind of. That's that's Star Trek Lower Decks. Also, uh, yes. I will yeah. argue. I will argue that if done right, it actually becomes a lot more expressive mm-hmm. than traditional animation. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. kind of fun to play with, but. Sometimes it's not done right. But also, yeah. that show has Star Trek and space and aliens. Hoops mm-hmm. is about a bunch of kids playing basketball. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it the most the same. The most recent, I say, because I haven't seen all of Rick, the new season of Rick and Morty yet. But the the best adult animation show I've seen most recently was Close Enough. Mm-hmm. Sure, mm-hmm. And, and that at least right. has its own style. Mm-hmm. Close Enough doesn't look like these shows we're talking about. No, it doesn't. It looks like regular show. No, even yeah, well, yeah, it's. I mean, no, I yeah. know exactly, exactly, yeah. but it doesn't but, look like other things. It looks yeah. unique. Looking at the trailer for Hoops, actually, after when I was done, I scrolled down a little bit, and there was a thumbnail for a video that said Netflix is now a joke, and it had what the this character on it. And because I'm trying, because when I first watched this, like this looks like so much many other adult animated shows that I'm aware of. Are you sure it wasn't nothing- from the it wasn't from the Netflix account? Netflix is a joke. I there's an know. account. Yeah, no, there's an I, account. I just, for the joke, I just yeah. saw the thumbnail. I didn't look. I, I didn't look okay. into it. I mean, of course, we don't. We this is only the trailer. The show could actually be really funny. I got yeah. plenty of other shit to watch. The trailer yeah, didn't really. The trailer didn't spark anything for me. Week, if you didn't, if you didn't suck me in, yeah. I got plenty of other things I want to watch. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Raised by wolves, Ridley like Scott's that. like that, 
like raised by wolves. Oh, so yeah, that's another thing that threw me for a loop because tra- but name alone is like, oh, raised by wolves. Are they gonna be wolves? Raised. No, we're in space. We're in space, fool. This no, is Ridley Scott. This is Ridley Scott's uh, TV show for Apple TV Plus. Uh, I oh, thought I thought it was HBO Max. Sure. Oh, thought, HBO Max. You're right. I HBO Max. Sure this would have been based on something because it looks radical. This looks mm-hmm. like, yo, man, Ridley Scott, do what you want. And he found this cool graphic novel. No, this is original. Uh, this looks sick, you guys. This looks so cool. I hope it's not Prometheus where it's style over substance. I hope it's mm-hmm. not. Me but, too. man, the style is wicked. It's about androids trying to raise people. And I'm I like, what? No, I'm super excited. I yeah. can't wait until the third season where it's all connected to Alien and Prometheus. But <laughs> it looks great. Yeah. Um, man, I, it just it sold me so hard. And I'm like, man, because I, I, Westworld's gone. And I got some uh, people trying to be people vibes, um, robots trying to be people vibes. And I'm like, so many weird things are going on the show. Uh, I'm so I'm so in. Yeah. We talk about a lot of prestige shows looking like film quality. Yeah, this looked like a movie. This looked good. Yeah, this looked like a movie. My mouth was and I'm like, my mouth was dropped watching this on this big nice. No, TV. I actually thought this was a straight up film, and then it said a series. I'm like, no freaking way. Be Max, baby. Giving Ridley that sweet cheddar. Uh, the Boys season two released their final trailer. It looks like. I'm just. I hope so because I'm not watching any more trailers. I can't. Neither am I. I'm done. Um, I have this trailer. I'm done. I need to watch that show. Man, it still looks still looks really good. I'm so I'm so happy for the actress playing Stormfront. She's so good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I just want it. I just um I'm again like I'm not generally a binge guy, but like I love the boys, and I just like I just want to be in that world more, and I just like I I I'm so excited. It comes out in like a month, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm I'm very excited. And we yeah. know season three is happening no matter what. So once the yeah. virus is over or whatever. Um, well, well, the, just... the boys themselves uh, put out a social media message where they're like, look, if you want season three, wear a damn mask. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> virus go away. No, there isn't. Listen to the heroes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if Homelander were to show up and say, hey, wear your mask. I don't want to get lasered. I don't want my brain to get lasered. Oh, so, dude, yeah. The do you violent... want your boobs lasered? No, I know. The trailer. I don't yeah. want my yeah. boobs lasered either. Right between the tits. <laughs> anyway. All right, so that's that's it. Anything else you want to bring up before we move into our topic? No, I'm just I'm so excuse me. I'm so excited for the boys. I'm so excited for Raised by Wolves. Uh, yeah. A lot of good trailers this week. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's get into our our main topic. We've been talking. We've been dancing around it a lot. Um, talking about it a bit when we can. Um, Both on podcast and off podcast. Dancing. Yeah. And all all our our heroes are monsters. So um, yeah. how do you contend? We're gonna just talk about like how do we how do we ourselves and how what recommendations we could. Yeah, this is not give this people. is not based around us doing a whole bunch of research into like who did what and that yeah. kind of thing. That's not what we're doing. We are talking just about a, a simple question of how do you enjoy art made with or by people who you now know are not great, yeah, yeah. or truly shitty, yeah. or mm-hmm. horrendously terrible, yeah, or um, monsters. So I, you know, I I always kind of make the make the thing where like you know if it's a movie set it you know if the director's a monster like okay but i'm not i'm personally by boycotting that not going to hurt the director i'm going to hurt the, the the people who get the money off the back end and, you know you could contend like that like that's my way of, of excusing some of that i think i think it goes even beyond that um like not just like oh who are your actions hurting because this came around when uh, ender's game uh, came out as a film. Right. Like, a lot of people wanted to boycott that movie. I knew people in my life who are queer. 
Orson uh, Scott Card. Personally, who yeah. were like, I'm not going to go see that movie. You shouldn't go see that movie. I didn't end up seeing that movie, but it wasn't because of this. Um, but, uh, you know, like, I'm going to boycott that hardcore. And I'm like, look, honestly, Orson Scott Card isn't hurt by that. You're not. And the, and the book and the film are not about gay people. Yeah. Orson Scott Card has really terrible atrocious opinions about gay people but it's not in the book not not like not like yeah. a, a, a focal point and not something they were doing with the film so i am like this is punishing other people who put in hard yeah. work i um, i should have i should have sent you guys this video because Lindsay ellis very recently made a long video about this exact topic and i sure. I, I so wish i i, I, I watched i watched it, it it's been a long time and i have a terrible memory but she she recently wrote a sci-fi book yeah. and she is she end of this game is like her favorite book she is mm -hmm. so inspired by orson scott card but she has to come to the fact that that dude's a bad dude and did some of that bad influence come into that book and also influence her no it didn't because she can read past it or work past it right yeah, but she, every, she, every person has to work on on their own yeah she put yeah. she put it up in the wake of the jk rowling stuff jk rowling yeah. coming out very actively against trans people oh boy. right What's uh, that? so so I, I just I was in the middle of something. Sorry, sorry. Um, yeah. So so what I was saying is that uh, yeah, there's the like punish them, boycott them, cost them money angle that you can take on some of these things if they're more directly involved. But I think even beyond that is that you you are totally allowed to appreciate the work of the other artists at hand. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people make a film, mm -hmm. not just one person. Yeah, I can watch any Kevin Spacey movie or show. And I'm not going to feel like a piece of shit about it because Kevin Spacey didn't do every single thing related to that project. Yeah. I can recognize and associate the fact that Kevin Spacey is not a good person. He's mm -hmm. done shitty things and I can acknowledge and, and be aware of that. But I can also watch American Beauty and be aware he didn't, yeah. you know, like a, a whole lot of other people put hard work into that. Yeah. Yeah. That being said, I'm not going out of my way anytime soon to watch a Kevin Spacey led movie. No, for sure. Mm -hmm. But you know, yeah. it goes that way too. But like, uh, but I wouldn't avoid it like the plague. No, yeah. You know, well, like, like if someone if someone uh, came up to me and recommended a, a project that he was in, yeah, that I hadn't seen yet. Honestly, like I never got around to House of Cards. It's I'm not good. like it's now. Good. I'm not going to watch it because yeah. of him. I still would like to one day tackle it. It's really uh, good because mm -hmm. I've heard good things about it. And I'm like, I will do it because there's a lot of other people that put the hard work in. Yeah. Well, now Lindsay Ellis talks about talked about in that video that we were just referencing. Um, because in the wake of the J.K. Rowling stuff, like what J.K. Rowling is slightly different because if you, because she is so involved in the post life of that book with she the movies. She writes the movies. Yeah. She writes the new movies. Like, yeah. She is, she is, she is Harry Potter. Heavily, she is Harry Potter. And so like, you know, by supporting Harry Potter, you are kind of, you are kind of endorsing her yeah, in a she, way that you aren't in other people. Yeah, Lindsay Ellis so, made a thing of like sometimes, like in, in case of Harry Potter, do you do you, do you stop liking Harry Potter? Maybe I know that's a hard thing for a lot of people to want to to, mm -hmm. to do. Like Harry Potter is so fundamental to so many people. <clears throat> like I I I'm not that tied to Harry Potter anymore. When I was younger, I loved Harry Potter. Sure. But like, yeah. I I can't I couldn't imagine like my favorite thing, like being so encompassed by an evil person. I couldn't like. How do you how do you tackle that? Like it's hard, yeah. it's really yeah. hard. Um, it, it is, it is. Go ahead, um, uh, go ahead. Man. Now to get on the whole J.K. Rowling thing, I remember seeing a post a while ago about how you could still support like the Harry Potter community, but not support J.K. Rowling. Like uh, instead of buying the books, because as much as my collection is, it's complete, but it's it's mixed match. Like so, because I want to have a, a nice uniform collection, so don't buy the books, but instead 
like maybe go read Harry Potter fan fiction. Like go. Well, read... so that's so that's the that's the thing that that Lindsay Ellis was talking about because mm-hmm. by doing stuff like that, uh, even though they are created by the people, because she is so intrinsically tied to Harry Potter, right. you are enforcing that brand that belongs to mm-hmm. her, and it so actively okay. does belong to her. No matter which place you go to consume Harry Potter media, be it her or not, you are endorsing her. Right. Okay. In a yeah. sense. In a it, sense, yeah, no, it's it's and again, I'm not making this political, I promise, but it's it's the comparison of like you're not racist, but you're a Trump supporter. Mm-hmm. You might not be racist, but you're condoning it. Yeah, it's yeah. the situation. But like I think that. so. So I want to say like I think that gets really sticky, and I don't think that that's the attack that we should have, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to do this topic. Yeah. Because I think once you cross that line, and J.K. Rowling makes that line really hard, but once you cross <laughs> the line to saying like, oh, you you know, like you're still supporting or or like Harry Potter in spite of jk rowling you're bad if that no yeah no but i but that if that becomes the equivalent because like there's people who like are deeply moved or inspired by harry potter who have uh tattoos on their body i almost and you can't you can't just go now you're a shitty person yeah because they're a shitty person that's not how that works yeah um so you can still have your you know like in a hypothetical world where George Lucas tomorrow was revealed to be a pedophile. Yeah. In a hypothetical world where that happened, I don't just suddenly hate all of Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. Right. Now, again, like, I know that's a movie and not a book, but I mean, it, it, you could argue that so much of Star Wars is so deeply and intrinsically connected to George Lucas. It's a similar uh, kind of argument that universe is so expansive. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I want to be. I want to be clear real quick. I didn't. I know I came off this way, but I did not mean to sound so definite about it. It's just there is, there is something to be said that J.K. Rowling is a slightly different case because she is so intrinsically tied sure. to her brand. No, I and I agree with that point. I'm more responding to the the analogy Ryan was making, which is like, uh, you know, you're not racist, but you're a Trump supporter. And I think when you use that same kind of phrasing, uh, in a way that applies to this, that's painting somebody into a corner they shouldn't be in just for liking something. No, that's right. true. Um, yeah. And, uh, it, it, you know, uh, that's we true. could even go to the comics about this. Yeah. And we could go to uh, Warren even, Ellis. Even, even Man Skyver's things. And you yeah. can like the stuff that he worked on and that doesn't mean you're a shitty person. It that's, helps yeah. with it. But you, you, have to, you have to recognize that yeah. uh, it, there has to be room. And honestly... Uh, I can't think, I don't know, and I can't think of any like painters off the top of my head. But, um, if there were a, as I'm sure there are, there's a painter who did some piece of work that I thought was incredibly moving, and I hung it up in my home. And then it turns out that that person is a super disgusting, really horrible person. It doesn't change how the art moved me. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change the impact that that had, and uh, mm-hmm. that we as people who are both creative and absorbers of things that are creative are able to connect to something that is beyond what uh, makes us not like each other. Like this is no different than like, if I met JK Rowling in real life, we probably wouldn't be friends. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, it doesn't mean that I have to uh, turn on everything that she created because what, what you create isn't necessarily who you are. May I, may I give the kind of the opposite of what you're saying? Yeah. Um, there, on some level, I do agree with you, um, but there is the kind of thing like Ethan Van Skyver is in a lot of a really seminal work for me, and let's even talk about that that work a little bit. Jeff Johns, there are things coming out that are not going to put Jeff Johns in a good light, right? You know, we are we are looking at a 
quote unquote cancel Jeff Johns, not to mean this political, but it's coming. And, uh, because of what happened, supposedly happened with Justice League, we don't know. But Green Lantern by Jeff Johns and started by Ethan Van Skyver, and again, is in a lot of that book, is so important to me. Yeah. That it's, it was very hard for me to kind of look at Green Lantern again for a little while after the Ethan Van Skyver thing. But now Jeff Johns, like, mm-hmm. I don't know if in good conscience I can still support that thing. I got, like, I got it's, one. it's difficult yeah. for me. I got one for you, too. Um, Warren Ellis, uh, he wrote Transmetropolitan, which is one of the most influential, um, awesome independent books of all time. Like, and it's like, it was one of the first, like, truly dope independent, like, like heavy metal punk rock books. It's about a journalist and like how he doesn't care about the world. Um, uh, Warren Ellis wrote himself in that book a lot. And Mm. now people are reading that book again and seeing all the gross stuff that he's did. He put in that book. So it's less a situation where Jeff Johns wrote his bad stuff in that Green Lantern book. He didn't. Warren Ellis did write himself into that book. And now that book is tainted. Even if the art's good, he's the writer. So I'm reading everything he wrote. I think that's a, that's a situation for me where I'm like, I don't know if I ever want to read that book again because Warren Ellis clearly is the main character of this book. Mm-hmm. So, and I, and I think that's, that, that like, I think that's kind of the, the heart of it. Yeah. Is that um, Harry Potter has issues. This is true. Uh, I would not say that Harry Potter is de- like overall uh, harmed by J.K. Rowling's beliefs. Not, not as a whole, not the entire entirety of Harry Potter. She's, There's definitely pieces. Yeah. There's definitely pieces. She's heard it more after than during. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but but um, but she did not put these things that we now know to be really shitty about her uh, into the books. That art is separate from it, and I think that's where it becomes key. Is that when you when you take do the work and you educate yourself about what what's up with the person. Uh, whether someone tells you or you already knew, so you look into it and you're aware. Oh, these are the issues. This is how I feel about it. You are, you go in informed. Yeah. Uh, when you return to the art or experience the art for the first time, mm-hmm. uh, but you you can still acknowledge that I am not supporting the the beliefs right yeah. of uh, what she's saying because that's not what the book is about. Um, you know, the book is not about trans women. Uh, shouldn't be allowed right it's not that in harry potter and as long as that's the case you're not supporting that belief system i understand that it gets weird where like you you know on some level if you were like buying the books new or something you're giving money to jk rowling and that's kind of your own personal thing however you want to deal with that i'm more thinking about like how you enjoy art you've already enjoyed Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. Uh, right i just want to i just want to i do want to bring up like the idea that it's okay to be the the opposite of what I'm saying also to just be like, if you can't support that thing for any reason, if you can't consume it because it's been tainted, like, you know, that's okay. I honestly think that's okay. Like if you just can't connect with that art on that same level anymore. Yes. I think that's totally fine. Like that is a personal matter between you, the art, and then the artist to an extended circumstance. That's totally fine. What I don't think is okay is for us to, to um, blacklist anybody who still will go around uh, and sit in a coffee shop and read Harry Potter. No, you know, yeah. or you, you see what I'm saying? Like yeah. you, you can't, uh, like do, you, you can't like go up to the person and be like, "Don't you know what she said?" And then start an argument about yeah. that, and then be upset with them. So, uh, and I think that's the line. But what Ryan was saying about Warren Ellis's book—that's the exception of this uh, kind of thing that I'm talking about. When they have put themselves in, and you see it, even if you didn't see it before, and you're like, "Oh, this is all of these things I don't like." 
that's when it crosses into a, okay, I understand not supporting that part. Yeah, I understand sure. not mm. wanting to associate with there's that. There's a, uh, oh man, this is, it's so gross knowing now that all this stuff's come out, but there's, he wrote the X-Men for a bit and mm-hmm. Kitty Pride was a teenager and he aged Kitty Pride up to like 17 years old. So she can be in a relationship with the creator own character he made. Uh, and that's just like, just putting himself in that character, in that thing again. And it's like, oh man, it was always there. It's always, yeah. always there. And yeah, it's stuff like that, that, that's, that's like, it's, man, that work is gross now. And it sucks. <laughs> yeah. There, there is the argument where you kind of look at it like, um, you know, I've consumed this already and by not further giving them my support, um, I, I, that's, that's how I feel better. And you know, that that's yeah. okay too. Mm-hmm. Like for example, Max Landis. Yeah. You know, Max Landis for a long time has been an asshole. We've yeah. known it for a long time. So Superman American Alien, um, it's a great book. It is. Yeah. Green I mean, Valley, I, great book. I mean, He's I a have, shit person. I have American Alien. That was, Brent, you got this for me as a birthday present. I love this book. Yeah. I can easily say he is a shitty person. And something that I also want to uh, toss in here is another how like artists, how artists are remembered maybe after the fact. And one of the reasons why I put this up is um, there's a comedian I listen to quite a bit. Um <laughs> It's really funny. He's an Australian comedian, goes by the persona of Randy Feltface. He's a purple puppet. You've probably seen him online somewhere. But he did this great bit on Ernest, on Ernest Hemingway, where about three and a half minutes essentially told the entire life story of Ernest Hemingway. And at the end of it said, Ernest is mostly remembered for his literary works and not how much of a shit person he is. You know, now, that's of course, a really good example of like, mm-hmm. you know, you should you, you could take everything as like a case by case basis. Yeah, I mean, now in this, in this, in our, in the age of technology that we live in today, um, more stuff can come out easier, and stuff is more cemented, and people have longer memories. Whereas, of course, back in um, Hemingway's time, when more stuff is revealed, it's either at the end of his career or long after he's dead. And yet, his books, like For Whom the Bell Tolls, are still being taught in schools and are still considered literary masterpieces, even though with an absolute shit of a person. But you got to look at like. You know, in those cases, if you want to look at it like a case by case basis, in those mm-hmm. cases, you should look at the time period this was in. Yeah. And personally, I always kind of feel like there's a certain level of forgiveness that can be given to prejudices of the time mm-hmm. in order to enjoy a work of art. Uh, I still want to read up how the hell he got away with Wait, 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 wait. Sparks, what'd you say? I think one of the most famous ones we can point to is Lovecraft. Oh, oh yeah. Lovecraft just staple all over everything, and he's a horrendous racist. Dude, mm-hmm. um, Reading Love Lovecraft Country, that entire book is about a young black man who loves H.P. Lovecraft and is tackling with with Lovecraft's racism. Like that's mm-hmm. what the entire book's about. And I'm like, yo, uh, it's that's that's like a perfect that's a perfect topic because yeah. I love H.P. Lovecraft. And not only not only is it horrible. like the stuff uh, his own original stuff, he inspired so much other stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it's hard to get away from Lovecraft's influence uh, yeah. at a certain extent, and you kind of just have to embrace that. Like you got that, even though you got the shitty person side. And this is, is, that's why I feel like it's so very key to, uh, I I think that like we need to always allow the wiggle room of you, uh, your encounter with the art is different from your encounter with the artist. Mm -hmm. Um, They're not the same thing, even when they're, the art is really closely tied. I'll even go as far as Ryan's example about Warren Ellis with Transmetropolitan. If I, decided i wanted to read that that's still okay uh it's still an experience like i haven't yeah. uh, but if i decided to it's still a matter of like be aware of what this is saying be aware of uh where what has been said about warren ellis what we know about warren ellis and what 
he's conveying in that piece of art and take something from it learn something from that that's all okay too be inspired by it in some way that's still okay all of those things are okay it is very much a uh personal taste matter and i do think uh one thing i will say about um when it comes to matters of supporting uh still artists like that especially when it's really direct like jk rowling if you wanted to buy a harry potter book or something um i think there's still a way to deal with that and i think the way is piracy no you can buy the thing you can buy the art you want to buy the art you can buy the art that's fine you can support that uh if you feel that you guilty about doing that or bad about it donate to a charity that exactly counters the beliefs you disagree with from the artist uh you can do that super simple the exact same amount of money put it right into the pocket of someone who works right against what they believe in um, and I think that's kind of the thing that you can you can accept doing that double duty if you're going to purchase that art and yeah. know that you're consciously supporting that. And and again, like when when you start at the bottom of like books written by one person to comics made by like three or four people to TV shows to a dozen to movies so, to hundreds, movies. like yeah. I think it gets a little easier because more more people are involved. And like I want to support people yeah. who deserve to be supported. Exactly, it is a little bit harder for me to support Harry Potter when that is that is a J.K. baby. That's right. a JK baby. Right. But like, I can see the next like tran- like Transformers movie and like, yeah, Michael Bay's a piece of shit or whatever. But like a thousand people make that movie. Right. Mm-hmm. It's still yeah. going to be a bad movie. You know, yeah. like I want to, I want to see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I, I look at like X-Men. I like the oh. X-Men movies. I even like yeah. the Brian Singer X-Men movies and the yeah. Brett Ratner X-Men movies. But yeah. well, no, I don't. I take that back. Last Stand's not good. I will say the one, the one Brett Ratner. <laughs> the one, the one. Like, you know what? Brian Singer's Yo, X2 is terrible. hella cool. Yeah. Yo, that yeah. dude's a good man. Yeah. yeah. Lady Deathstrike, yeah. every time she cracks her fingernails, so cool. Oh, yeah, that movie but, is so good. Yeah, but even like going back to Kevin Spacey earlier, um, I could still watch films like Superman Returns and A Bug's Life knowing that Kevin Spacey's a bad person. I'm, I'm not going to go out of my way. It's one of those things like, you know what, I feel like watching a Superman movie or like, you know what, I feel like watching an old Pixar film that I grew up with. Helps that he's a bad guy in those. It does. <laughs> it actually, it kind of does. But also going to this kind of reminds me back uh, when like remember when uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was governor of California? Yeah. Sure. Apparently, uh, um, Governor Schwarzenegger did some stuff because my dad worked for the state. He did some stuff that my dad didn't necessarily like, and he swore that he would never watch an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie ever again because of what that did. And I even thought that was kind of silly because I even I was like, so you're never gonna watch T two again? You're never gonna watch um, Predator? You're never gonna watch all these other films that he's in? And even when out when he's out of office, he's only one actor, and there's like a bunch of other people working on this movie. I will say, I will say, I understand, I understand <laughs> what you're saying, and I agree for the most part of what you're saying. For me personally, I can't watch a Mel Gibson movie. Yeah, understandable. And you know, so, what, you Brandon, know it, I, I will, I will, I will. I'll tell you this. Um, up until recently, I was like. He said some really gross things like 15 years ago, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and, he's, and it looks like he might have gone better. He recently doubled down and said some extra shitty, shame, extra sh- shitty things. So th- the benefit of the doubt of him trying to become a better person is gone. So I don't. Mel Gibson sucks. I'm not going to go out of my way to see a lead movie yeah. by him because right. that dude is doubled down on being a piece of shit, like super racist. Like I, I thought, I, I thought that experience might have changed him, but no, that's just who he is. And I'm like, okay, sorry, Mel, I give you a chance. Sorry, you suck. Yeah, sucks. But again, I I look at that as like case-by-case basis you gotta look at like how uh like does this does this person affect the way you connect with that artwork and if Mm -hmm. it doesn't then you know what keep keep supporting that artwork but if it does then i think it's okay to just be like i can't now of course if it's on a personal level like you as a singular human being 
swore to yourself that you'll never see a movie that stars X actor for your personal reasons, and you're not forcing Just other people. Real, real quick, uh, it's always going to be on a personal level. Okay, that's that's kind of the point. Is that it mm-hmm. should not matter yeah. beyond you and what you feel and what you take in. Go okay. ahead. No, but on your personal level, if you're saying. Like, for example, say I'm never going to see a Mel Gibson movie again the rest of my life, be it uh, an older film or a newer film. And other people talk about the movies. I was like, hey, if you want to watch it, that's fine. Me personally, I'm not going to see it. Cool. I'm not going to tell people, hey, you shouldn't watch that. Because, I mean, obviously we know the our close circle of friends. But if personally, if as long it's it goes back to that thing of as long as you're not shoving your hardcore beliefs down other people's throats... As long as you're not being a dick about it, then okay. But no, that, but the thing is, that a lot of these people are being dicks. That's exact. That's why we're talking about this. But I, I think the thing is, I think the thing is, it, it really depends on how close of a connection you have with that mm-hmm. artist yeah. or creator. Because I think the the more connection you have to a thing, the harder the hurt when it's revealed that they're a monster. Whereas yeah. for me, it's very easy for me to just write off Mel Gibson because I didn't mm-hmm. care for him in the first place. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I've got your perfect one right here. Um, I really, really love, not loved, love, uh, Louie. Louie, yeah, the show. Louis, the oh. show that is really, like, there are other people that work on it 100%, but it is very deeply tied to Louis. Yo, he writes and he edits. He writes and edits yeah. every single episode. Uh, it is, it is very much his show. Yeah. Um, he did shitty things. Yeah. Uh, I can't defend them at all. Um, they're, they're crappy. I can't pretend that I don't think Louie is fantastic television. I can't mm-hmm. pretend that I don't think that the black and white episode with Robin Williams is one of the best episodes of television I ever saw. Yeah. Um, I, I can't do that. Uh, I, I have to acknowledge that like that art was moving. There is something beyond the shitty things that Louis CK and I can even see glimpses of those shitty things in the show in retrospect glimpses. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can acknowledge that there is more to that person that he was speaking to in his art that did connect with me and I still appreciate what that art yeah. provided. And I still want to go back at some point and revisit that art. I will never uh, forget in Louis. And that's, that's, that's yeah. true. That's just what yeah. it is. Louis is so good. And like the line of like, you don't get to decide that you hurt someone. I will never forget that line for the rest of my life. Right. That, is, that is so real. Like you don't get to decide if you hurt somebody. Yeah. That is so true. <laughs> I love that. Um, but also, yeah, like that dude was really inappropriate and really gross. Um, to an mutually exclusive like he can be a good writer but also a bad guy yeah. right when you when you connect with an art on a or an artist on a, on a on a higher level that's when i think it becomes the the wrestling with with yourself like do i keep do i keep supporting this or do i not like where do i where, how do i feel about this like with me with green lantern you know like how, got, do, I, how I got, do i wrestle that i got a, i got a thing uh it, we didn't talk about it in the news because i it, we didn't need to but something happened with jai lee one of my favorite artists yes um, so yeah. Jay Lee, um, he's worked with even Ben Skyver before, before he was part of Comics Gate, right? They, they've he they've been they've worked together since the 90s because they're both like old artists, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he did a cover for a comics uh, Jay Lee did a cover for a Comics Gate comic book. Yeah. Um, and the internet went crazy. And Tom King, um, Jay Lee did a variant cover for Rorschach, the comic Rorschach coming out, right? Mm-hmm. Tom King immediately said, Hey, I didn't know this thing about Jay Lee. I'm canceling this cover. It's just gonna be the regular cover. I'm sorry about this, right? Jay Lee is not part of Comics Gate. Jay mm-hmm. Lee has been off the internet for a long time. He's he he's he's an older guy. Um, his his pet recently passed away, so he's been off social media for like weeks. So he didn't know about any of this shit. 
So he's starting to get phone calls and emails how he's getting canceled and how he's losing sponsorships for something he has no idea about. Mm-hmm. So it's at the same time, you gotta, you gotta make sure you're doing your due diligence and yeah. making sure these people are the bad because Jay Lee had to come out and say like, Hey, uh, my dog just died and I'm getting phone calls about how I'm a racist. Uh, that's, I don't know how this happened. Um, so he, he very specifically called out Tom King. Yes. Cause again, like, and I was the same way. I, I immediately was like, Oh, I, he did this. He's shitty. Like I didn't do any research. Like I, it was very hot blooded because I Jay Lee's drawn my favorite cover of all time. I had it signed by him. It's a fantastic core cover. Um, mm-hmm. That really hurt to think that he was that kind of person. And I didn't even look it up. So it's yeah. on it's on us too to make sure that we're not targeting the wrong people. Because mm-hmm. like that was that that poor guy went through some shit for two weeks that he did not deserve. That's really shitty. And and, uh, and I I that's a really great example. Yeah. Um, I think there's something to be said for the fact that uh, even when you do get into the world of films. Um, yeah, we know Kevin Spacey's shitty. There's probably at least seven other people that worked on a movie he was in who also were dirtbags. We're just never going to know because they're not public figures. It's true. I mm-hmm. mean, like, that's just, that's the world. That's just the reality of it is, is that that's how this goes. Um, in and, in and, um, the Predators movie, Olivia Munn called out Shane Black in the newest Predator movie because Shane Black was working with a, with a known sex offender who was his yeah. friend. And the, the, he did not tell anyone on the set. And Olivia Munn called him out, and the, that guy got fired, and his scene got cut from the movie. But without Olivia Munn making us think about it, none of us would have known about that. Right. But that's somebody who you should know what kind of people are working on your set. Uh, yeah, should. And it's like, but, we, but we as the public aren't going to be privy to that no, kind we're of information. Not. Yeah. Um, there's an amount where, like, shitty people are in the world, and you kind of can't do anything about it, and, and that is what it is. Yeah. Um, art is, is just what it is. It's art. Uh, no film is ever uh, a singular vision um what no matter what martin scorsese might try to tell you um, (laughs) it's never the case uh nothing except even coming down to a book is the closest you get to a person's singular vision but let's be honest there's an editor um there's there are sometimes publishing press that's involved that give opinions uh it is it is formed out of inspirations from other works uh nothing is ever truly on its own Mm -hmm. Um, nothing exists in a vacuum Exactly, yeah. exactly. And and so it's okay to treat art like it isn't created in a vacuum. Yes. Which means yeah. that when you're embracing it and you're appreciating it or you're just experiencing it, um, you you have the opportunity to acknowledge there's some shitty things around this. That doesn't mean you can't appreciate the good things in it. It's true. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, uh, on that note, I will read real quick uh, some of what Daniel Radcliffe said uh, in a quote with the Trevor Project in yeah. response to what J.K. Rowling was said because I thought Daniel Radcliffe said the best response to any of this that has happened um, to all the people who now feel that their experience of the books has been tarnished or diminished. I am deeply sorry for the pain these comments have caused you. I really hope that you don't entirely lose what was valuable in these stories to you. If these books taught you that love is the strongest force in the universe capable of overcoming anything, if they taught you that strength is found in diversity and that dogmatic ideas of pureness lead to the oppression of vulnerable groups, if you believe that a particular character is trans, non-binary, or gender fluid, or that they are gay or bisexual, if you found anything in these stories that resonate with you and helped you at any time in your life, then that is between you and the book that you read, and it is sacred. And in my opinion, nobody can touch that. It means to you what it means to you, and I hope that these comments will not taint that too much. I love that. And I think that's exactly what it should be. Uh, It is all about you and the experience with the art. The artist is not relevant to that experience it's true uh yeah. you can be informed about it you can uh go go into it and understand and i recommend it i recommend always understanding the perspective 
uh, of someone who you disagree with or people are saying shitty things about and they've created something that you are enjoying, know where they're coming from, why people are upset with them. Uh, but really, end of the day, it's about what that art means to you. And it's just about that. That is a separate creation from them. Yeah, and I, 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 I agree with that. Um, I just also want to like add that you know, if you can no longer enjoy that thing because of the creator, because of the major creative force, depending on what it is, um, that I think that is also okay. That is it's a personal decision that you need to um, you need to come to terms with yourself, and that it 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 is no matter which way you choose, the right decision. Yes, uh, it is. It is about your experience with with that thing, mm-hmm. whether whether that art can be removed or not. That yeah. is for you. Um, we're saying the same same thing. Um, uh, it, it's, it's all a matter of what, you know, what crosses the line? What can you take away from it? What does, does it taint? That all comes down to it. But, but I think the ultimate thing, like a lot of people I know in my life over the years, as more and more things have come out, Kevin Spite, Kevin Spacey, Weinstein, JK have wrestled, uh, with how can I still appreciate that? And I'm like, well, um, if it's just a matter of you are, if you're usually, if you're wrestling it with like, with it like that, that means there's something so good in it. You wanted to be able to still appreciate it and you want to go back to it. And I encourage you to reevaluate and go back to it and think about are all the good things in here worth me understanding the shitty things about the creator and still loving this thing. Yeah. As yeah. shitty people can make cool things. That's, that's also just yeah. true. It sucks, but really shitty people right. can make really beautiful things. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I was watching Lord of the Rings this past few weeks. Uh, the executive producer credit came up, and it had Harvey Weinstein up there. And mm. both, yeah, and both Fanny and I were like, "Boo!" Like we booed his name, but he was executive producer. He just helped fund the movie. Yeah, it's Peter Jackson. He could be a good businessman and be yeah. a gross monster at the same time. Oh, totally, right. totally. Look, yeah, 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 totally. But that's Peter Jackson's film. All the actors, everyone else who worked on it, that's their baby. And that's one of the best cinematic achievements of all time. It's true, baby. I mean, yes, his name is attached to it. It's not tarnishing that trilogy for me. Not at all. And so he's also not the creative force in that movie. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's another he just, thing. He just made the money happen. He just, yeah. yeah, he just gave him, gave him money and said, do, do your thing. Make your fancy whatever. I mean, it's yeah. like Quentin Tarantino. Most of Quentin Tarantino's movies are produced by Harvey Weinstein. Mm-hmm. But they're and, Tarantino's films. And, yeah. and also, uh, I, think, I think what is a a unfortunate reality but it's true is uh let, let's say for example um i'd already seen it before this happened but if i wanted if anyone wanted to watch it uh kevin spacey did a whole thing where he talked about just like his acting career in house house of cards it, it was like a little documentary it's called like a uh shakespeare now on the stage of richard the third third yeah um and uh it's kevin spacey talking about how house of, house of cards kind of led to him playing this role in Richard III, which I saw. I saw him do it live. Uh, it was really cool. I can acknowledge that. It was a really cool performance. Um, and if you wanted to watch that, that really is just Kevin Spacey telling you stuff. Um, mm-hmm. You can still glean something valuable from listening to the perspective of someone that's crap. Someone that's really shitty. Yeah. yeah. You know, for example, you know, I can still watch the Santa Claus. It's Tim Allen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, he's not, he's, <laughs> I get you. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Tim Allen was in Red Belt for five minutes. The movie I watched really? this week, five minutes. Yeah, he plays an aging Hollywood action star. Could you believe that? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Uh, okay, uh, I'm about spent on this one. We got anything else we wanted to add? Yeah, that was nice. That was good. Mm -hmm. I recommend, uh, I, we talked about earlier, but check out that Lindsay Ellis video. She is the, the smartest person on YouTube, probably. Yeah. She knows if you want, like, a super detailed, think, awesome uh, thing. I think if I were to just, like, slide it all down into one simple thing, it's just, if art speaks to you, don't feel bad about it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. True. Um, unless it speaks to you in the wrong way. Yes. <laughs>
caught me like like her x-men stuff does like i think she's mm-hmm. i think she's a really good writer i i don't know her pronouns i think they're i, I know she's uh she's queer uh th- i think their writing is mostly good um but for this book it was just kind of generic in a way yeah like, I, I, I didn't have I, a sense of the characters except for like like mac i thought mac was cool when the oh, characters yeah, I, were dying I, when the characters were dying at the end i was like who who was that yeah yeah uh, there's like hank and and heather i remember, I remember heather so uh, I thought Kevin. He- he- Heather and Daisy. I thought their stuff was good. Uh, Vita is they them. They them. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. Um, I thought. I thought. I thought. Again, maybe just because I, I know the Last of Us so well, the, the the stuff with like the cure and like it just like it felt so like like uh, tropey in a way. Yeah. Yeah. I I found it to kind of be Last of Us, also kind of be like um oh, God um I am Legend in a way because he's trying to find a cure or someone's trying to find a cure. But it, it, to me, this is like, oh, zombie apocalypse in a way, but the abominations are plant people, which, okay, that's kind of cool. That's that's new and interesting. But after that, it is kind of generic. It's like, oh, the person she's working for. Like, right off the bat, I'm like, you're the bad guy. That's the bad guy. That's the villain so right there. So smarmy. Yeah. Um, what was the, the, one of the, the final backup story was the only thing I really liked from this. Uh, I was mad about it uh, when I finished the final issue and it has the final backup story. That's about Daisy and oh, with how kid. she couldn't save her daughter with the medicine. And I'm like, why tell me something so important At about this very, character very end. after the after the story is yeah. over? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like this. I get the gimmick of like the setup of like Daisy's the one who's been through the hardest shit. And I'm like, that's cool. And all. can I can I tell you? This exact type of plot thing is one of the reasons I have a problem with The Last of Us 2. Sure. The structure of, like, you tell me this thing at the end of the story that could have mm-hmm. been pretty vital to at the beginning. Like, I, I find that also kind of like, why, why, why do that? Yeah. Because right. I don't think there's a second volume. No, uh, there isn't. It's so, just this. Yeah. So I'm like, that's interesting to tell uh, us at the end. Uh, all of the backstories, I thought the art was great. Yeah. They mm-hmm. are different artists, but they're all. And it's just, I, I it's love just it. like, people I'm like, talking oh, man. about their stories. Uh, and the thing is, like, I do think that part of what hurts the book for me is not only that, like, the, the story is kind of, mm, I don't want to say paint by numbers, because I think that's a little too uh, rude, it, not in the way I mean it, but mm. um, the, more more or less uh, a typical expectation if you describe the plot summary to me. Yeah, this is sure. about what I, I would put down to paper if I were to guess. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, for for that, uh, that's hard. But then the art just doesn't do enough for me to engage me. Like I could have gotten through with all that if the art was as vibrant as some of those back issues. Yeah, yeah. There, there are uh, times. So, sorry to cut you off, Sparks, but there are times while I was reading this, the art. I mean, it's good, but there are times it kind of felt a little bland. Definitely the action. The, yeah, the action is very stilted. Like it's just like it's just like people shooting guns. I'm like, yeah. it doesn't feel kinetic. Not only that, like sometimes it's just downright confusing. Oh yeah, I, I had to read. There's oh god, I forgot which page it was, but there are times I had to keep rereading the same page over. I was like, "What's going on here?" There was a point where a guy gets on a motorcycle and there's a girl behind him on the motorcycle, and then he pulls up on the motorcycle a couple pages later, and there's a black dude on the back of the motorcycle now, and I don't know <laughs> who that girl was or what happened. It's like, how did how did you do man, the that man? Thing? When that happened, when he showed up, because he left he left after he left right. before uh, right. Daisy, and so I'm like. What happened? Yeah. How'd you yeah. do that? How'd you get out there? Yeah, I got I got turned around a couple times because of the art. And I totally get it. Like what Ryan was saying, like, you know, it, it is very pride similar. Like first 
first comic kind of thing. And I do at least like that it's the art is consistent. Yeah. Um, but it it definitely it definitely made it harder uh, to appreciate the the not nothing too uh, too um, exhilarating happening in the story. Yeah. Uh, well, I will say what is dope about the book is that you have you could you have a ton of these kind of post-apocalyptic stories, uh, whether it's comics or not. And uh, rarely do they feature a, a queer black woman. Yes. So I will say like yes. awesome on that front, yeah, you yeah. know, I totally yeah. am glad for that. Uh, like the fact that they have a flat out, just like, bam, there's a sex scene. And I'm like, Hey, yeah, good I, on you. Yeah, I, good I on you for like just 100% saying, yeah, she's gay as fuck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I didn't realize this book was mature. And then I saw some boobies and I'm like, Oh, what's up? Okay. <laughs> no, actually, one of my favorite parts of this entire series is how Heather and uh, it's the sex scene, isn't it? No, it's not. It's how Heather and Dude, Daisy are. Boy. No, get your mind out of the gutter, Brandon. It's their relationship and how why Heather wants to get the hell out of Dodge, and Daisy's like, no, we need to stay and we need to help because both of them have this like really complicated contract thing where if you're well, like you get a contract, you get paid off, but it's really hard to pay it off. And even after you pay it off, you're still, you still, people still stay behind and do shit. So, I wish and, the contracts were explained better. Go yeah, yeah, exactly. I wish they were explained better. But both of them arguing and trying is like, no, uh, we need to leave. And it's the clashing ideals. I was like, no, this is some yeah. good drama here. I, uh, and then she leaves and gets captured. And there's a, I really did not like the faux death. Um, uh yes i i get that i would have preferred if she if she actually died yeah Yeah. me too but no i want to piggyback off that heather and daisy are the best part of the book yeah um Mm -hmm. heather and daisy's argument is the best writing in the book. yeah that's that's when they feel the most real that is when they feel the most like people is them uh arguing through the moments of what they're both wanting and uh then having to apologize to each other when they both cross the line and they do it in different ways and it doesn't it doesn't feel forced and it doesn't feel like bullshit it feels like oh no i get it like this sounds like a real argument this sounds like a conversation it does Um, that was the standout best part and i wish more character beats like that existed i wish there were less characters in this book i agree so Mm -hmm. i wouldn't have so much trouble trying to keep track there's like teddy like teddy dies but like i have no idea who that character is because you don't meet him until he drives back in the car and you hear about him in hindsight yeah um i agree there's too many characters like Uh, the uh the the male gay couple are they still alive or they're alive yeah they're alive at the end one of them yeah okay I was gonna uh, piss. I, I, had, a, I had a hard time. I had a hard time following because how how many for characters sure. there were. Uh, yeah, for sure. I I totally understand. I I wish it had narrowed its focus down. Um, I I wish Eli had either had more of a role to play or not been there at all. He feels like the new character from Aliens, but like just like nothing to do. Just he, like, he's just useful. Like... He's important for one thing. But what infuriated me is uh oh no it didn't it didn't never mind um he's useful for one thing which is that he tells uh Daisy. Smith made this plan, and that's how Daisy tricks him later okay. into announcing it over the intercom thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is the important thing okay, that yeah. Eli does. I just wish that there was a Roger Pino Soto. <laughs> wow, what? We're just gonna pass that one. I don't know. I don't uh, know. Okay. Uh, okay. I, I'll, I'll I have to look into what what the comment right there i have no um, idea what that is sorry, we're, on, we're on something else at this point uh and uh, uh, uh eli, eli uh i just wish had had more than just that one role to fill or if it was that one role that it had been condensed to that one role and he wasn't like sporadically in other places yeah um it felt this book just kind of felt to me it's like 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 the bad seasons of walking dead 
It's like it's it, 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 it almost felt so like I was kind of seasons of The Walking Dead. They're very oh yeah, yeah I'm very, 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 very the first uh, season is very good. Yeah, you can't um, protect him, Rick. Was that for season one? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, because he dies in season one. It's the only season he could be in. No, he dies uh, in season two. No, he dies at the end of season one. He does is he dies in the middle of season two because they're on the farm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just thought like it's like it 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 besides the idea of like the cool plant zombies, it doesn't really do enough to differentiate itself from other like post-apocalyptic worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, like the runner idea could have been cool, but it just like they're just smugglers. They just call them runners. Um, yeah, I thought I thought uh, this could this could be turned into a cooler like show or something. But we're yeah. getting a lot of show. So and I'll, this is um, their first foray into writing comics, or have no, they no. written writing no? for okay. a couple of years? It's just like okay. she, she wrote like side stories for like Batman and like Marvel stuff. But, like like okay. 2018 is when she wrote like a bunch of independent stuff. Like, no, like, also, like, like her own. I, I don't know. This is me to like really really nitpicking, but I did find a few. I don't know if you guys found it as well, but there were a few times where. I don't know if it's just like grammatical errors or something just wasn't typed out I mean, right. I generally then, don't like to. I, don't, I generally don't like to point these out because sometimes they are missed. But you're right, Ben. Like there are there are this book needed a better editor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. There were times where I'm like, what? Yeah, because yeah. it's not the right. It's not the writer's job to catch those. It's the editors. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I I agree. Like uh, I I wish that. When the art is ambitious with the abominations, I really like it. And yeah. I wish it was much, much more of that. I wish that this was a story that existed outside of the whole compound thing. Yeah. I and was just about them surviving amongst those plant people. And I'm like, I feel like that whole thing, just about Daisy and Heather, maybe a few other characters amongst all these beautiful abominations. I will would say, be far um, like you what know I what, Sparks? Yeah. The title is kind of misleading because it's called The Wilds, but it hardly takes place in the wilds. It's true, yeah. Yeah. You're in a compound, or you're in Medical Central most of the time, and you're only in the true wilds. There's, there's some interesting. There's some interesting sequence that I really liked with, with in regards to the art, as uh, Sparks was saying when the art when the art gets more ambitious. There's moments where they're talking about like, eventually they just become part of the part of the earth, and there's like you see like plants growing out of out of shirts, and that, I got similar vibes from Annihilation there. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's similar to my, like similar to Last of Us. It's something I like a lot. Um, as a as a visual imagery piece, I think it's really cool. Yeah, I yeah. think there's something both beautiful and scary about it. Um, especially when some well, and I think yeah. the Wilds touches that on occasion. Um, uh, especially in like some of its back issues, yeah. uh, where the art uh, gets to be a little crazier. It's so um, weird how like yeah, like the I st- all the stuff like with the characters talking about their like past and stuff. I I enjoyed that a lot. Like all that the whole thing should have just been an issue. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's for real. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, uh, I, I, I totally agree. Um, I, I wish that they had been allowed to do that. The other part where the art really stands out to me is anytime someone gets like, like wounded, even if it's not the abomination thing, but like, uh, someone gets shot in the face, and the way that they do, like, the moment of the yeah. of the shot hitting, and the way the blood kind of spills this way, yeah. and it's mm-hmm. just that frame. Um, those pieces are really, really good. Um, yeah. I really, really like those. There's some, there's something here that really did work with the art and i wish there was much more of that yeah, yeah. um but every look uh, i i i keep bringing up the last of us because like that is the last thing i played but it is there's so much of that in this and talking like cures and like uh funguses and like a uh, uh, like nature taking over people and stuff uh i i did my find myself really enjoying the scene between the, the evil doctor um and like the the moral the moral choices of like do you say do you kill someone to save the world like that is that is straight up what the last of us is about right uh i like mm-hmm. i like i like that idea and i'm like 
I don't buy the doctor. I think he's a bad guy. I think that could have been written with a little more nuance. Right. But the idea of we're trying to save the world here. Like, do yeah. you not see that? I like that aspect, but I just wish it was tackled a little better. Yeah, because he's very much in the, even though as he's saying that, and it's like on a, on a paper, like written on paper level, I agree with you. Yeah. But on a level of, uh, of I'm, I'm exploiting that kind of power and I'm, I'm literally uh, relishing in the opportunity to yeah. abuse others. Yeah. It's like, no, dude, you just suck. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 what, it's like this. It's like, hey, I love your plan. Your execution sucks. Yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's a way to do it right and you didn't do that yes yeah um, um valentine from kingsman yeah yeah, yeah. good example yeah. um so anyway uh i picked this because i wanted us to read something from vidaya a, a little earlier uh ago because uh uh i i'm one of the people who really wants to read their children of adam and i don't know if that'll ever happen um i'll yeah. probably pick another book by them uh not next but like down the road Man, i'm telling you um because this was not uh, uh the the hit i wanted it to be for them um but i i've seen some of their other stuff and i know that they can write uh really great they stuff. wrote a great x-men story pre-hawks pox that got them the job for uh, right uh whatever book they're writing yeah exactly um so uh this is this is not super super great uh i wish there was more here i i think there's kernels of of really cool stuff in it i definitely cannot get over and cannot forgive making something so integral to daisy uh in the back i i was i i was like oh, okay well that was the story i guess and then we get to the back issue and i'm reading daisy's ending story and i'm like oh my god what especially how did i not know this until this yeah. moment especially because they tease it so early on and then we find out at the literally after the end yeah in like a, a post credit scene right it's, yeah. it's it's so very crucial it's odd. uh i it, yeah. i felt like the book could have just been about that yeah but Oh well, to, to yeah. an extent, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it is what it is. I mean, uh, the, I don't hate the book, but it, it's kind of generic, and it's it's fine. Yeah, it, yeah, it's, yeah. Fine. Yeah. It, it's fine. I right. just wish it could have been better. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, um, I will comment real quick. I did really look at that co- that comment. Um, I'm don't. I'm not familiar with uh, this, Rock this is Enrico Enrico Palazzo. Yeah. Uh, uh, an opinion on the Rocker Pinoscotto. Uh, who support every political party from far left to far right just for personal opportunity and money. Um, I'm not familiar with them, but uh, that super sucks. I don't like that at all. Uh, uh, supporting people on all sides of the aisle all across that just uh, to uh, increase your own standing and gain money. No, I'm against that. We learned cool. about that in The Last uh, Jedi. Stand for we the thing or you fall for anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, to be fair, our, our topic wasn't necessarily that political, but yes. Yeah. Um, ben. Yes. Triple Club. It is. So Next. this was supposed to be my book club last time, but then we realized that we never read the first one. So we read Wonder Woman Earth One Volume One, and now the sequel is Earth One or Wonder Woman Earth One Volume Two by Grant Morrison, drawn by Yank Paquette, and I believe colored by Nathan Fairburn. Let me double check because I want to make sure I want to get this right. Nathan Fairburn. Yeah, this is the first time I'm actually. Yep, okay. yeah, colors by Nathan Fair Fair. Oh wow, I'm pulling a Brandon here. <laughs> Fair Bear Baron Bane no. So Wonder Woman Earth 1 Volume Volume 2 I'm excited to read it So am I Outside of that next week who the hell knows Mm -hmm. Um, Now Ben you want to read some X-Men comics Yes I do He Um, can't read all those in a week No he only needs three to push I could read all the X-Force books That I Ryan loaned me I mean you missed five of them at this point (laughs) 
as far as next week, we don't really know what we're going to talk about. But the week after that is DC Fandom, and the week and the week after that is New Mutants. I mean, Bill and Ted. So we've got options. And then uh, the week coming after that is Mulan. That's true. Oh my god! All of the movies we reviewed are. Oh, Brand, where'd you go? They have Brand, dogs. Okay. <laughs> our movies. All right. Uh, <laughs> I think, well, I think that ben, was an you accident. Want to start our wrap up? I, I'm pretty sure that was an accident. Uh, shit. <laughs> Then do your best. Wrap it up. Uh, okay. So what happened? Oh, thank God. You they were pointing me to do the wrap up, and I'm like, shit. <laughs> I disappeared into the void. That is, uh, Boy, when you're high, that feel that's not, that looked real weird. I bet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. I don't know what happened there. All right. So let's plug it. Let's plug in some stuff. Uh, we do. We alluded to it in the beginning. We have, a, we have an Umbrella Academy season two fake nerds watch coming up. Uh, so stay tuned for that, whatever that is. Um, Avengers betas coming from Basement Arcade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right now on the Fickner Book Club, so the third and final show on our YouTube page, we have up now the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Volume 1. Uh, so you can find all of that on this page. Click the subscribe button below. Like this video. Like all of our videos. I don't care. Hit the uh, bell so you know when we're doing stuff like this. We have a lot of cool stuff. We also have a Patreon and a Public. If you'd like to support us financially during this time, you can do it there. Both those, both those links are in the description below. Patreon, thank you, Zoe. Zoe, Zoe hmm. Seems hard to say hi. I'm so sorry. Zoe's <laughs> on. Um, for uh, supporting our $5 <laughs> tier. Um, and I'm wearing a Public shirt right now. The Fake Nerd 8-Bit shirt signed by Pyzeron. You can get this and many more. That's a, that's a good shirt. <clears throat> Yeah, link in the description below. We have, guys, we've sold now more than 50% of our stock of fake nerd podcast ma- mask. Sweet. Be a hero, wear a mask. Uh, let's let's stop going to the drive-thru and go to a real movie theater, maybe. Uh, wear a mask. Get, we want boys season two? Season three? Yeah, wear a season mask. Three. And look at this beauty that I wore when I, was, uh, when I went to Frickin' Sons. Uh, so you can get yours... Uh, that means you should wash it now you know i'm yeah. going to yes uh you can get yours in the link in the description below um they're going fast i'm really happy with how they're selling uh i really like them sparks uh, i know you just ordered one i did that's true yeah. i can also happy uh happily say that the person who ordered my, uh the don't be a dick shirt which is drawn by a good friend jen the key thief Received their shirt and absolutely love it. And I winged for to get a picture because they said they sent me a picture of them wearing it. Nice. It's his dad. Um, okay. <laughs> you can find all of this on the on our website at www.fakenerpodcast.com. Everything is there. Uh, check it out. It's a cool site. I got to take down the Funko thing, though, because we are no longer a Funko affiliate. Rip. They did not respond to my uh, e- inquiry. That's not Funko. <laughs> it's okay. I still want the, I still want that Scrooge Batman. Uh, thank you to everyone who listens, and thank you to everyone who's been watching, uh, commenting on the sides on the sidebar there. Um, that way, I think um, yeah. you, you guys are great. We love your support. Uh, we love that for some reason Mag keeps coming on to watch us do this late at night. Thank you, Mag. <laughs> thank you, Mag. It's really I, great. I, I don't know if K Titus is still here. He pops in at the very beginning of every episode. I don't know if he hangs out for the whole thing, but I don't know. Uh, so, on to your Sega news. Well, so. but if he's still here, I and since he's from Japan, I want to say this: Domo arigatou gozaimasu. Oh, there it is. Is that racist? No. no. Um, thank you. <laughs> I like Sparks' look. Um, thank you to Jimmy Bellucci, who does our uh, interim music. If you're listening to this, 
back to yourself on the audio feed. Uh, he did the music that you just listened to, and hopefully new songs soon. Uh, you know, he's very he's very going through some stuff, so hopefully soon. Uh, he does a podcast called Suburban Proctologist, mostly by himself. Uh, you can find that on iTunes. You can find that on Facebook.com slash Suburban Proctologist Official. Instagram at SubProcPodcast. There are nine episodes out now. Uh, it's really good. Thank you to Mike. Mike, you're posting some really interesting stuff on Twitter. Just saying. Hey, Mike. Yeah. Uh, good night, Mag. Crisis. Yeah. Uh, good night, Mag. Um, you can find him at, at Mike Matola on Instagram and Twitter. He did our three logos of uh, uh, Book Club, Fickner Podcast, and Miscellaneous. This Judy um, right here. That's above my finger. And behind us. And behind us. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Fickner Podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with us personally, uh, FickerGuys at gmail.com. I'm at BC McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, ben? You can find me on the internet at BenMagnet27, both on Instagram and Twitter. You can also find me writing for OldSchoolGamerMagazine.com. My most recent article is my review of Pens of Tribute Games, Panzer Paladin. New ones should be up eventually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 Sparks? Uh, you can find me enjoying the best week of the year, Shark Week, baby, at Sparks Witty on Twitter, S P A R K Z Witty. Shark, shark, sharks, 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 sharks. Ryan. Hey guys, I'm DJ Tony Snark all over the internet. That's me. Here I am. You I'll got do it. it. I got the, there we go. Does work. Um, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Rate and review wherever you get us. We greatly appreciate it. If you're watching this, subscribe, like this video. Uh, thank you, everyone. Uh, until next week, guys. Stay hey, thick, nerds. If you're a person who likes Shark Week, and you want to watch Tyson versus Jaws and talk to me about it, or you want to watch the Will Smith special, these things are real. Um, you can talk to me about any Shark Week special you want. Hit me up. I love it. <laughs> Stay fake, nerds. <laughs> <laughs>